Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti. I've got my brothers Ravana Noon and Asar Gidi with us this evening. And uh, before we begin, as usual, what we'd like to do in the beginning, uh, again, if you're a new listener, first time tuning into the show, uh, this is a left-hand path slash metaphysical cult, black magic, black adept arts, anything in that category type of show. We just want to be crystal clear on that. That's the subject matter that we deal with. That's the information that we deal with. We don't deal with any spookiness, no no beliefs, no personal opinion, uh, no uh, religious uh, nonsense. It's not a religious show. Just want to be crystal clear on that. You're a new listener. To our regular listeners, you know what we do, what this is about. Um, so having said that, I'll let the brothers come in and introduce themselves briefly, and we'll get into this evening's show. So whoever wants to go first. This is uh, Brother Ravana Noon. As always, a pleasure to be on the show. Uh, As Brother Beniti clearly stated, this is not a uh, show for the weak of heart. This is not a show for religious-minded individuals or individuals who believe in any supremacy doctrine. This is a show that's going to deal with realism, going to deal with uh, hardcore inner realities, and making you face yourself. Uh, all of us on this show have uh, walked many different paths, uh, whether it's uh, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, whether it's Roscrucian, OTO, um, Santeria, Lakumi, Palo, whatever. Um, these paths were walked by us for various reasons, for the experience mostly, uh, for us to understand and see things from the inside out, not outside in. Uh, not for people's personal speculation and interpretation of what some secrets are, what some teachings are. We wanted to see it and know it and understand it for ourselves. So this is why we undertook a personal journey so that when we uh, speak of certain systems or organizations or secret societies or whatever the case may be, we're not giving you our personal opinion or giving you speculative thoughts from the outside looking in, but rather from the inside out, so we can understand what these esoteric meanings and secrets are. Um, And for those people out there who are claiming, promoting, and uh, basically trying to foulbind people by saying that initiation is not important, it's not important if you choose to live a solitary path and walk a path on your own. However, it is important if you do decide to uh, promote, teach, or try to act as if you're some high authority of any tradition, uh, spiritual system, or organization. And the simple fact, the reason why is, 
Um, if you have not been initiated, there are certain mysteries or understandings or teachings within those organizations or traditions that you have no fucking clue about. And let me specify that again. You have no damn clue what the hell you're talking about unless you've been from the inside out. You may tell people and try to pass off that initiation is not important and it's not the same for everybody. That's bullshit. Unless you've gone through it, you would not know the profound effect initiation has. So uh, to make that clear, we're not saying you have to join any organization. We're saying if you choose to teach from a certain perspective that is coming from an organization, secret society, or tradition that you um, don't teach as you're an authority on it, you're some master teacher on it, and you try to proclaim, well, it's just working with the energies. Bullshit. You have no real fucking clue how to work with the energies because there's certain hidden secrets on how to work with certain energies within certain traditions that are never given to the public, never will be revealed to the public, and there's reasons why. So cut the bullshit and stay in your lane, period. Stay in your lane. But don't go out there prophesizing, proselytizing anything else like you're some hot shit, like you're the master of all these traditions, and your words don't match up your actions. Peace. Appreciate that. But uh, real quick, before I saw Didi come in, just before I forget on the initiation thing, because uh, we were having that discussion the other day, uh, and you said something, Ravana, known that's important, is the initiation varies from person to person. It also varies depending on what system it is. Um, as we had the discussion, for an example, and this is what people don't understand, the importance of the initiations, any initiation, uh, could be a self-initiation. So There's not even so much just an initiation uh, to any one of these esoterical or spiritual uh, systems. It could be something you create for yourself. It's the lasting impression it leaves on the subconscious mind. And it's something that can be, you know, accessed at any point in the individual's life to reflect back upon because what happens is, for an example, if it's a Masonic initiation, if it's an uh, initiation through Aoife or Apollo, um, for an example, people take initiations for different reasons. Uh, you'll find as me and Brother Ravana Noon were talking, I'm sure you know this too also, Sargini. Some people take initiations for health reasons. I can attest to several people I know that were severely sick and took the initiations because they were told that they took the initiation by way of divination, certain spiritual systems, uh, that that would keep that situation, you know, it would eliminate it. It would heal the person, keep that situation under control, and it has. Now the question is, you could say, well, Maybe the person believed so hard in their mind and it happened. And then that's exactly what happened. That's why I said it's the lasting impression it leaves on the subconscious mind. So when you're talking about initiation, you've got to be in detail on what type of initiation we're talking about and what's the reason for the initiation. That's one example. A Masonic initiation, which is very symbolic and allegorical, uh, one gets the full benefits and effects of that long after the initiation is over where they can sit and meditate and focus on the symbology of the degree. So I want to be clear. That's why we're saying that. You can't really understand that, understand that, if you've never been through the initiation. I mean, you can say, yeah, anybody can work with the energy of any archetype DSP. Anybody can do that. But that's to a certain extent. And if it goes deeper and beyond, you just say, well, yeah, you know, I, I know this and I know that and I don't need to do that. Well, that's, a, that's an opinion because the person that has been initiated is going to have a whole different perspective on it. So 
it's okay if you say that, but say that from a perspective that you were not initiated as any of those. And that, that takes on a whole different meaning. So that's the whole point of that. So we want to be crystal clear because you got people, you know, professing to be, you know, tatas and whatever, tutus and peepees and nagas and papas and, you know, they, they, and they don't know shit about initiation when you talk to them because it's, they usually got some type of racket or some scheme or some hustle they're trying to run. They're trying to reel people in with, you know, the sensationalism and I know something that you don't know bullshit and it just doesn't work like that. So let's not downplay the importance of initiation. It's a personal thing. And you can't, you can't just use an example in one particular tradition because, again, the initiations vary depending on the spiritual system. Totally different per se if it's a Rosicrucian initiation or if it's an OTO initiation or if it's a Martinist initiation or if it's Masonic or if it's through the African traditions of Ifa or Palo. They all are different. They're not the same in any shape, form, or fashion because of what they represent. But again, it is the lasting impression that these on the subconscious mind. But anyway, Brother Sargidi, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, bro? Peace, this is Brother Sargidi. And to piggyback off of what my brothers are saying, you know, um, this is about the experience and uh, these different schools of thought are mentioned not to give brownie points or anything like that, but to show that it's ultimately about the experience. And if you speak on something from a traditional perspective, then you should be initiated traditionally. You can't speak on traditional Apollo if you've never been traditionally initiated or going through those rites. Then you have the other perspective, the solitary perspective, where you're coming from just direct experience. That's a whole nother perspective. But as my brothers have stated, you can't teach about something that you don't have experience in. So that's that's what it's all about. You know, it cho- you know, choose your words wisely. If you're teaching about Apollo just from a solitary experience with the spirit, <laughs> then let people know that. You know, or Yoruba, if you're teaching about that from a solitary experience, let people know that. You know, but if you're coming from a traditional perspective, yeah, you're going to have to come with the facts. Or, you know, obviously you make yourself look like an asshole. That's all I wanted to say. Peace. Correct. Appreciate that. And same thing for me, Brother Benedi. Just going to kind of, you know, confirm with what my two brothers said. Uh, you know, again, if if that's the path you choose, not being said that it's, it is not mandatory, but if it's the path you choose because you really want to master and understand those things, you should do it for that and that alone. Because then you can actually go back and correct what's wrong, okay, or correct and add the adjustments that need to be adjusted. You can't do that unless you have that experience under your belt because reading it in a book is not the same thing. So for all the conscious coons out there, and I've, I've, I've been talking to all the conscious coons that will tell you, oh, that's all, that, that was all stolen from us. They took that from us in Africa. Masonry is, is watered down. They stole it from us in Egypt. Well, how are you going to identify in detail exactly what they stole if you do not have the experience of it under your belt? I hear that shit all the time. White people stole that to it. So 
when you get into depth with that person, they cannot get specific. And I'll say, okay, you know, I, I get this all the time with the Rosicrucian order. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, that's, that's just watered down Greek Egyptology that the Europeans stole from us. Okay. So I say, well, what in the order specifically or in general can you narrow it down to to kind of give me the feel of what you're talking about? Well, you know, they just stole it from us. All right, well, what particular degree? What particular level? Well, you know, all of it. So you've never, you've never really been in the lot, so you basically don't fucking know. It's basically some shit that you read. Well, let me explain something to this. If anybody knew anything about the Rosicrucian order, their origin doesn't go back to just the Greek aspect of Egyptology. It goes back to Atlantis. Okay, you can, you can Google this on the Internet. This is their theory of where their teachings come from. They believe the Atlanteans who predated the ancient Egyptians, who the Egyptians got their information from, the ancient Tamarans, we're talking about the pre-dynastic Egyptians, which filtered on down the line to the modern-day Greeks, etc. So nobody even knows that basic information when you ask them. I just use that as an example. And there is a strong African presence in the monographs last lesson, but you don't know that unless you're studying the monographs in depth. There's whole degrees on Africa and ether and the origin of the universe. It gets into metaphysics, quantum physics, creation, uh, whatever, whatever you want to touch on that you think is original or first that ties back into Africa. But again, you wouldn't know that if you didn't study the monographs or the degrees. And we've mentioned on the show <laughs> the Metronetter the dude that wrote the Metroneta is a Rosicrucian. Don't let him fucking fool you. Because he's taken the sixth temple degree, word verbatim, didn't even really change a word, and has put it in the Metroneta part one. And I can get you the page when I get a chance. You wouldn't know it, though, if you never read or took or were initiated in the sixth temple degree. So that's what these coons do. They know you're not going to look in areas, so they go into something discreet. And then they find some level of information they, 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 they assume you will never find, and then they portray it as a, something new that they just came up with, and they sound deep and heavy. And then Coons get sucked in and go, oh, shit, he's heavy. He's deep. But trust me when I tell you, that book is deceptive because the very, he even mentions the Rosicrucians in there and says the same thing. Oh, the Rosicrucians, they stole. That's just watered down. They stole. But this nigga is using Rosicrucian information the same time he's telling you to stay away from it. That's a fucking deceiver. Okay, that's called wizardry, by the way. And we went over that with the five spiritual races. You know, we got into that whole thing where it broke down characteristics and nature and different types of personality traits. But that's what that is right there. Okay, and a lot of them do it. And he's not the only one. There's a lot of these motherfuckers that talk about shit, and they're taking it from OTO and Alistair Crowley's teaching. They're going back into old metaphysical and alchemy books but niggas are so ignorant because they don't read. Like they say, what's the best place to hide a secret from a nigger in a book? Because niggas don't like to read. That's the reality. Rudolf Steiner, BZ Ho, just type that in. That's true. You know, uh, Beverly Pascoff, Randolph. We could run through them all. They know most cats are not going to gravitate towards that stuff. Then you got other cats that will sit there and say, oh, those are, those are books written by white folks. But then they tell you to read the same fucking books. I'm, I'm confused with that shit. Okay. Bottom line is this, do, do the research for yourself. Don't let nobody make the conclusion or the judgment for you is the whole point, whether it's taking an initiation, being in a spiritual system, et cetera. You draw the conclusion for yourself. Don't let nobody do it for you. Don't let nobody sit there and slick talk you 
and tell and you know like they're the fucking guru of the universe and they know everything and you can't you can't get that knowledge without going through them. That's what, that's called being a fucking slave. So if you think that somebody holds the key to your salvation, and I don't say salvation in a religious way, in a personal way, if you think that anybody holds the key to your salvation, you're still a fucking slave. I don't care how much knowledge you got. I don't care how much information you think you got. I don't care how much shit you think you know. If you're depending on somebody else to do it for you, you are still a slave, point blank. There's nothing even to discuss beyond that point. That's the reality. But anyway, I think we're clear on that. I hope the introduction to that was clear. So what are we going to talk about tonight? We just finished a, <clears throat> a good series on uh, vampire magic, set typhonium magic last week. We did three-part on the vampire. Again, a lot of positive responses to that. It's uh, opened the doorway to interest. Uh, I do want to announce something, and uh, we're going to be doing a class here in Miami, actually, on October 8th. I know Brother uh, Ravana Noon will be here. I'm not sure if Brother Star is coming. Uh, we'll find out. But we're all going to be doing a class on uh, October 8th down here in Miami. And we hope that uh, everybody listening or some people are able to attend. It's going to be a good event. It's also going to be a drumming ritual, too, uh, that we're trying to coordinate for that same weekend, especially for people that are coming out of town. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later, again, towards the end of the show. But I just want to make sure. You have to participate in the ritual. It's not an observation. So if you ain't ready to bring down energy, it's not the ritual for you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. It's not no fluffinator shit. It's not no, uh, you know, we're going to be playing drums and pretending and playing African, and we're just going to do some African dances. We're going to bring some fucking demons down, some spirits and some energy. And if you're not ready for that shit, don't attend it. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to sweeten it for you. I'm not going to make it sound nice and fluffy because it's not. It's about really tapping in. Uh, bringing energy down, uh, putting people in the center of the circle and whatever the, whatever the spirits come through and communicate about those individuals. That it, You'll see the system when we work with it. But I just want to make it clear. It's not, I want you coming under the illusion, oh, we're going to be playing drums and dancing for absolutely no fucking reason at all. No, there's a reason for it, okay? And you have to participate in it. It's not something to just come and observe. It's not Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just here to watch, just see what it's about. No, you're not, nigga. You're not coming. Just stay the fuck outside. We don't need people to watch. Okay, that's just called. I'm either one, I'm a pussy and I'm too scared, or number two, I'm just a nosy motherfucker and I'm just want to spy, or three, I'm just fucking completely confused and we don't want any of that energy. That's the whole point. We don't want any of that energy. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. So we finished that series. Great response. Uh. A lot of this information now that we're getting into gets a little bit more in-depth, uh, a lot of personal work that you can do with yourself uh, individually also, as not just individually but collectively. Um, both serve their purpose. So what we're going to talk about tonight is the pandemonium Mandela uh, and the demons of the black sun. Uh, the black sun, as some reference, the central flame, and we're going to be taking it from an excerpt of sources. Uh, again, you can, you can find a lot of this information scattered. Uh, some of it PDF file. You just got to do your, you got to dig and uh, do your research. Um, you'll hear various different, some of the authors we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, they do talk about it in bits and pieces scattered. There's not one particular, like a whole entire book on this, but there's, there's different systems uh, in different books that tap into it. 
Uh, and again, you could just Google that on your own. But I definitely look at uh, Peter Carroll, Michael W. Ford. We'll, we'll get into this. Don Webb. Uh, and these are three, as we talked about last week, three solid authors on, on the occult. I mean, not the only ones, but we refer to their books because they seem to be the most thorough and consistent that you can create your own shit from, um, just to give you an example. But the Pandemonium Mandela, here's some excerpts. Uh, let's get into this. What is that? Let's identify that first and build on that. And we're going to show you how you, how you can summon your demons are the black suns, how you can connect with them. There's a self-initiation ritual you can do. Um, there's a ritual with contacting the shadow self. Um, and when you contact in the shadow, um, which is one of your personal demons, we'll get into that, uh, when you actually access that, you must embrace that. Um, if you don't embrace that, uh, there's some other things that could take place. Uh, but let's get into the, the pandemonium Mandela. I have so beyond time and space, at the heart of existence, there shines a black sun. It is the source of true being and ever boils and blazes forth in the exuberance of its own set. And through each seed ray of obsidian light that emanates from the black sun, there comes into being a demon. D-A, I want to, cl- I want to clarify this. D-A-E-M-O-N. Okay? And remember, as we went over, Know the difference, not D-E-M-O-N-S. So if you are religious and you hear the word demon, you're like, holy shit, this is some evil shit. No, that's religion. And remember, we said that word was grafted during the Abrahamic traditions. It was spelled stolen or taken or wrongly translated from the ancient Greek and Aramaic from D-A-I-M-O-N in the Greek into the D-A-E-M-O-N and into the modern D-E. M-O-N, the difference between all three, all right? The demons are an unfolding translation and diversification of the essence and influence of the black sun into explicit manifestation. And so each demon has its own unique will, desires, and powers. We're going to get back to that, too. And I've taken several notes, so I'm going to pull a couple different things here, and we'll go back over it. And the demons together surround the black sun in a mandela of continual blossoming, the court of the black sun. And together, the demons form a sovereign company as the masters of the chaosmos, not cosmos. I want to stress, in this particular system, they refer to it as the chaos, like chaos magic, chaosmos, okay? Because that's what you're working with when you're working with this energy, and we'll, we'll touch on that. This is pandemonium, the abode of all demons. And from pandemonium, the demons transmit their influence upon earthly life and sensual experience. Together, the sovereign company coordinates plans for the becoming of sapient beings and the realities that will be manifested through the prism of time, space, and matter. For in truth, sapient beings are the personae of demons. Let me say that again. For in truth, sapient beings, homo sapiens, be confused. Okay, that means us, humans, just so we're not fucking confused, are the personae of demons. So guess what you really are, in essence. You thought you were some fucking fluffinator light, I'm going to levitate and magic and I'm going to eat fucking kale salads and heal people. Nah, nigga, you're a fucking demon by nature. You just didn't know it. Many of these personae dream unknowing, unknowing of their demonic nature and origin. 
and let me skip here. I just wrote one more second. And the, uh, hold on. Yeah, some few of them dream awake, if only for a time. The hour has come for more dreamers to awaken to this truth. The better to dream, even greater dreams. These shall be the initiates of the pandemonium. We'll get into that, too, because a lot of times you're contacting the demons of the black sun by way of your dreams. You've been doing it since you were as small as you can remember. We're going to touch on that. As each initiate becomes more consciously aware of the superconscious dimension of being that is personified by the demon, and as the gifts of the demon are consciously integrated into the worldly persona, a growing understanding and realization of the initiate's essential or true will, unique life purpose will unfold. As more and more initiates consciously and intentionally affect the process, the demons externalize into fleshly manifestation upon the earth to re-manifest their company and execute their plans directly. Earth becomes pandemonium. The last thing I want to add in, and inevitably for such beings, the sky need not be the limit. As a demonic race launches itself into the darkness and establishes pandemonium among the stars, this shall be the dominion of eternal life. All right, we're going to start there. That's just giving you a brief definition of what is the pandemonium Mandela. So let's touch on a couple of these real quick, brothers. Um, when, and then we'll get into the next part, calling forth these demons. But let's start with the understanding of the pandemonium Mandela, okay? When it talks about obsidian light that emanates from the black sun, okay, the origin. People talk about energy. Let's talk a little bit about this. And how we're able to transmit or tap into this energy. So whoever wants to feed into it first, feel free. Um, let's get our thoughts on this. Uh, Pandemonium Mandela and the origin of these demons that animate from the black sun. Let's talk a little bit about that. All right. Um, well, first of all, um, a lot of people have been put on the impression that Pandemonium is uh, simply just referring to wild and noisy disorder, confusion, uproar. Um, <clears throat> that's part of it, very small part of it. It's beyond that. Pandemonium is actually a realm of existence that we all emanated from. And you really can make that connection when you're at your most chaotic moment. Mm-hmm. There will come a a moment of, uh, how can I say, deep introspection where you feel a connection to something that gives you insight into what you're going through at the moment that brings like an order to this chaos, okay? It's, It's almost like clarity, but it's found within this deep, dark existence of pandemonium, a realm of existence that emanated from the black sun. Now, what is the black sun? Many people will say, well, you know, I'll give you all this hodgepodge bullshit. The black sun is basically the origin point, or what in some uh, some secret society or sacred orders, they call it the black dot, Okay. Mm-hmm. The black dot or the origin of all existence. From that black dot, everything emanated or exploded out of. And the first beings of existence were these demons or demonic beings. And, again, as Benidi said, as we've said, 
as I've said on the show, as the Sarah said on the show, demon is not in reference to your Hollywoodized biblical concept of some monsters, some That's ugly right. looking beings, some possessions. No, that's far from the truth. These demons are the highly intellectual, higher self um, geniuses, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. Your origin point from the black sun. Now, this black sun emanated trillions, millions, billions, whatever. Who cares the fuck about the calculation? It's older than us. That's all I know. Okay? (laughs) And you have your connection back to that. And you feel it in your heart. This is where you feel the the black sun in your heart. Your heart chakra, right. your essence is felt there of this demonic higher self. Now, what's interesting is in ancient Kemet, the mind wasn't considered to be in the brain. It was considered to be found in the heart. That's right. And the heart is connected to the demonic self, which is the higher self, the intellectual highest genius self. Okay? So it's not pandemonium as in they used to say in uh, back then it was World Wrestling Federation before it became WWE. And you always remember when shit used to go crazy the announcer would say, pandemonium's broken out. Right? Broken loose, yep. Yeah, that's the shit they used to say, right? Mm-hmm. Jimmy F- Superfly Snooker and Ricky the Street Steamboat Dragon and all these guys, Hulk Hogan, they would go crazy, right? Yeah. Pandemonium at MSG. Yeah, that's right, brother. MSG. And Junkyard Dog and all of them. They would go crazy oh, and everybody's beating each other. Pandemonium's broken out. No, that's not what it is. That's your That's the perception we've been given of what pandemonium is. But in essence... It's a realm of existence where we all originate from, and you feel your connection to that realm within your heart. This is why you always tap into your heart, which is the the source of your true intellect, mm-hmm. the source of your true intelligence, not your mind, because your mind can be a deceptive a deceptive point, or it could be a a point to receive intellect. But your mm-hmm. heart filters all that out, and you receive this higher intellect. These right. demons in essence, are you. But you, I, and all of us have only worked with little pieces of this, and a lot of that has to do because we've always been told to leave these sort of teachings alone, these sort of concepts alone, because demons are bad, you know, dark side is bad, all this shit. But in essence, the very thing they tell you to stay away from is the very thing as I'm walking through, as Benita's walking through, as far as walking through, that we're starting to realize is what you very much need. Matter of fact, that is mostly what you need. Because Mm -hmm. everything else is used to separate you from you. It's used to separate yourself from your real self and enslave you to the very people who are using the very things they tell you to stay away from against you. So, these demons are this very essence of yourself. It's the very creative part of you. It is the part of you that can bring anything into existence. It is not something that is separate from you, that is uh, different from you. It is, in essence, you. Now, why is it hard for people to accept this reality? Well, as we've mentioned many times, um, 
we've been taught that demons are evil, wrong. So anything that's evil, wrong, you separate from. But however, right. the reason why you, you you've been taught to separate from that is, it's almost like taking the essence out of yourself and leaving a mindless being there that's easier to be controlled. So why wouldn't I make you afraid of yourself? See, this is why they have you afraid of the dark. Because in the dark, you make connection to that black sun, that realm, and you meet your demon. You meet your true self at that moment. And many of us are scared of meeting our true self because of the thoughts that we have, the behaviors that we have that we try to keep hidden and, and closed in. And that, in its essence, keeps you away from who you really are. So we create an uh, an alter ego to be everything and anything but who we are. See, we'll be Matt uh, Isis Ra tomorrow, you understand, because that makes me feel better about the real, uh, let's say, Tiffany, whatever your name could be, right? And... So when I call myself Matt, a set raw, I feel higher and more mighty than who I really am when I strip all that away and what I face in my everyday reality. Well, that's because you're not connected to your demonic self. You're not connected to your demon self. You're not connected to the power of the black sun within. So you stray away from this reality and create something that you alter. For example... The human may define and create itself entirely as it will. Whatever the human wants to do, it can find a way to do. Uh, Matt, I said, Ross, see, that's what you want to do. So you'll find a way to do that. Whatever the human wants to be, it can become. So you can convince yourself you're Matt, right? But in essence, when you that that way, are you really Matt? You can convince yourself you're a master guru. Your avatar, Jojo. Your, you understand. Uh, hey, brother Ravana Noon. On that note, I want you just said something. Yeah, how do you know you are or are, or you are or you are not any of those things, including uh, contacting your true guardians or inner demons? You know how you know? Real simple. The results. That's it. It's that simple. The results will dictate if what you're really working with is the real shit. And I'm not talking about mundane results. Not like, yeah, well, you know, my, you know, I'm more balanced now. No, 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 nigga. I'm talking about actual results that can be calculated. Are you still fucking broke? Are you still miserable? Are you still have all types of problems financially, emotionally, relationships all fucked up? What are the calculated, tangible results? That's the, how you know. So, like, like you're saying, brother, Rabana um, Noon, you could sit here and go, yeah, you know, I'm connected. I, I had an experience with Ra. Yeah, well, what, what's, what's really validating that experience other than the illusion? Okay? Because remember, it said something here, and something I want to back up something else you said a couple of minutes ago. When you referred to these, uh, you know, demons of the black sun, remember, you mentioned chaos. And there was a term in the note somewhere that I read earlier where it said it referred to them as the masters of the chaos most. And what do we always say on the show? Out of chaos comes order. So this is that chaos we've been really talking about for over a year. Do you understand? That's the chaos you need to tap into in order to access the personal order 
that you need for yourself. And it mentioned another thing. It said, in essence, sapien beings, homo sapiens, are actually a persona of these demons. Okay, this is in essence what you really are, contrary to the belief. I know, I know some people want to think they're a fucking Dalai Lama and, and a <laughs> Buddhist, you know, and all that shit. But again, what's the result? And then when you mentioned the black sun, we also talk about something on this show. I'm going to, I want to finish with this. We always say in a lot of the rituals you work, you always have a black candle that represents the black flame, which is a representation of the doorway or a gateway to these demons of the black sun, how to access them. It's about, one, challenging yourself, like we said last week. This is a path about not staying safe, not doing what's the comfortable thing to do, because in your uncomfortableness, trying and doing rituals and studying and information and changing your way of thinking is going to bring the best out of you. That's the whole purpose of this. If you're on a path where everything is easy and everything is mundane and everything is systematic and everything is simple and it's not a challenge to you, then it's, it's not the right path. That's the whole point. I just want to throw that in there because you, you, you touched on that. Exactly. That's real talk. I mean, exactly. and what was uh, something you said, Beniti, that uh, resonated as you were describing people becoming Buddhists and things like that, and it just it just like all clicked at once, brother. Spirit, brother, that's the spirit, the demonic spirit. Anyway, <laughs> it clicked all at once. That was raw. That was raw coming through. Yeah, that's right, brother. It was raw. So, what clicked in my mind as you were saying this is. People go and join a Buddhist monastery, an ashram, you know, to follow some guru, all in essence to run away from who they really are. And they think that if I join this monastery and I, and, and I just meditate away my desires, meditate away everything, that in essence I'm not going to be influenced, tempted, or ever give in to those things. But in reality, what they're really running away from is this demonic self that is mm. so ingenious, so intelligent, such on a higher vibration that many people can't harness that. So some people tend to go cuckoo with it, and some people tend to go egomaniac with it. But they run away from all these things and shield and hide themselves in these monasteries and these temples and places and basically lock the key or lock themselves in, throw away the key so that they don't have to face themselves ever, ever really again. Mm -hmm. So they'll create this ideal that I'm a, I'm purifying myself. I'm obtaining a higher ideal. I'm merging into oneness. I'm merging into all this essence crap that they teach it, but really it just struck me that's all people running away from meeting their demonic selves and the ones who have and couldn't handle it had to run even further and join these monasteries and these religions and these things that keep them hidden or locked away and externalizing everything so I never get to know myself. I never truly understand myself. I never truly master myself. I never truly bring anything under control. In this way, in essence, I stay far removed from that shit so that I don't ever become what I can be. 
in right. essence, I'll always remain a failure. And my failure is is basically promoted and glorified within these extremist religions as you're doing it for the mission. You're sacrificing yeah. for the greater yeah. good. You're uh-huh. overcoming the devil's temptations or whatever else may be. Given, giving up your humanity for God. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's all the uh-huh. things that they will teach and promote. But when you really look at it, it's people failing in life and their failure hit them so hard that they had to run and shield it because now they face themselves and they couldn't handle this and grow from it to become greater. Frederick Nietzsche said years ago that what doesn't kill you can only make you stronger. That's right. People don't understand that if you faced rock bottom and you didn't die, that shit made you stronger. You may not realize it right now. It might be vague to you. It might not be real to you. No, it's true. It made you stronger because it made you face things about yourself it made you have to encounter some things that you thought you couldn't really survive, that you thought you weren't strong enough, but you were, and you made it through. And now, when you really sit back and intro and do an introspection, you can see that you're greater than what you were before that ever happened. So let me also add this. Though infrequently actualized, the potential for becoming can be said to be the central and defining quality of human nature. Being of mixed nature and containing both animal and demonic elements, the individual faces a profound choice in life. Through unconsciousness, he or she can regress to the point of simply being an animal that happens to wear clothes, live in a house, and can perform the novel trick of speaking a few words. Or through conscious efforts, on the other hand, the human can exercise its demonic gifts and enjoy a more refined, cultivated, and meaningful existence. It is our proposition that by drawing even more deeply upon our demonic gifts than than humanity has ever done before, the species may advance along the bridge and become something even greater. Now, what people do not understand is This is everything we just said a few minutes ago. The demon self is so feared, but it is so needed. Because it taps into every quality and every part of yourself that has long laid dormant. Mm -hmm. Many people are afraid to access the demon. Because, see, with the demon comes all the shit that you put under the rug, all the shit that you swept away, all the shit that you've ignored. It brings it to the surface. All of all of your personal responsibilities. Right. Mm-hmm. But it brings more than just personal responsibilities. It brings <laughs> shit that you're not dealing with about yourself. All the little fucking hidden secrets you have about yourself. All your little tendencies that you try to avoid and try to not deal with. All your little perversions. All your little yeah, well, things. All your little hatreds. All your little, you know, and we we run from that shit. And so thus we keep suppressing it, but the demon brings it all out to be dealt with. And as each one is dealt with, you overcome it and become great. I'll give you an example. Um, Sekhmet, working with the archetype energy of Sekhmet, taught me something very valuable. It taught me hatred is not wrong when you direct it 
in a for a goal and a purpose. That's right. Let me, let me say this shit again. Some of y'all might be like, "Oh my God!" He said the word hatred. He said the H word. I have to baptize him because he just said hatred. Yes. Let me say this again. Hatred is not bad when it's directed for a greater purpose or or result in your life. That's right. I can hate certain things about myself, and I can go into a self-loathing, pity party, I'm so wrong, bad, sad thing. Or I can use the very hatred of the things I don't like about myself to use them very things to empower myself to become greater. You understand? Because this is what Shachmet taught me. It's not wrong to hate somebody who fucking violate you against your own will. It's not wrong. That's right. See, religion teaches you all oh, forgive, forgive. Turn the other cheek, brother. Forgive the pedophile who fucking rubbed your booty and did all this shit. Fuck that. If I caught that nigga doing that shit, nah, chop off his hand. That's me. In reality, right. realizing that that hatred is not wrong for being violated against your will. And it's not wrong when somebody harms you to take no shit and re- and and get some, you know, uh, little smackdown on that person. I'm not telling you to go be violent, shoot people, and kill. Cause people will say, well, that show did it, and the demon took over me, and they taught me that. No bullshit, because y'all misinterpret shit a lot of times. No. What we're saying is that you have to learn how to use these qualities inside yourself that have been taught to be so wrong, so bad, and use it to empower yourself. The things Correct. you hate about yourself, stop ignoring that shit. Overcome that shit by facing it, embracing it, understanding every aspect and part of it, and realize hate is not wrong. I hate the Boston Red Sox. And when my Yankees whip their ass, I'm a happy right. camper. Anyways. Like like they are now, like they are now. But I want to add something to that real quick before I forget on that same note. Uh, with that, it's a, like you say, it's, a, it's an energy. And what happens is if you don't address exactly what you're talking about and this starts to build up in you, okay, this is where it can become a problem for the individual personally. So if you have disdain for something or somebody, you really need to look into it hard. What's, what's creating that disdain, that hate, that dislike? What's making you feel like that? You understand? Why, why are you taking the approach like that? Because once you identify it in its essence, now you're able to work with it and establish it. That's how you overcome it. Because we don't want to just sit here and go, oh, yeah, you need to just deal with your shit and overcome it. But we want to tell you how you overcome it. Because you hate somebody. All right, let's, let's be real. You might have seen somebody. Sometimes, sometimes we just look at somebody. We don't get the right vibe. And we say, I don't like that motherfucker. Let's be real. Or you see women always talking about other women because they're jealous of something about the women. What I'm saying is usually you're going to find out you see something in them that you see in you. That's right. Or the opposite or the opposition. So you need to identify what's creating that emotion that's exuberating that emotion or energy of hate. And we're just using the hate emotion. It could be love too. Because remember, we haven't even got into one other term they use for these bands. There's also a sensual energy, and that's dealing with the sex force. We ain't even tap into that yet because they also personify and can do wonders by way of the sex force. We'll get into that in a little bit. But on, on this topic here, this is how you work. When we say when your bullshit rises to the surface, because, again, make no mistake, when you work with the pandemonium Mandela and access these demons of the black sun, 
You're accessing and not just the good about yourself, but you are also accessing everything from from the time you were a small child at birth to the present day. Every goddamn thing you're afraid of, every goddamn thing you've been avoiding, everything you've been thinking you're not afraid of or avoiding, that shit's going to surface too, in addition to all the fluffy shit that you like. The fluffy shit is the easy shit, you know. But you need to be prepared to deal with the other stuff. That's what we said when we mean it challenges you. And like I said, if you're working the spiritual path where it's not challenging you and it's easy to you, and it just comes like cake, and you, you're, you know, you're so comfortable in it that you've now convinced yourself that you're the fucking super guru and master. And that's the wrong shit for you. You should be challenging yourself every goddamn day. It should never be easy for you, especially when working with this system. Mm-hmm. As real, as real talk. I mean, you know, a lot of people when they do work magic, they usually do shit that they can already do. You know, they try to work with you know, energies that they, they're they already in sync with. That's not the real challenge. The real challenge is working with the energies that you're not in sync with. For example, if you're, if you're a person that's a calm person, for example, you know, work with the fire spirits and stuff more, you know, to pull out that other side of you that you don't usually give attention to. But that side, but when you do, when you get in a situation that's not to your liking, that fire, those fire spirits inside of you will just try to burst out of you because you don't give them enough attention. But that's just one example. Or if you're in a, or if you're a fiery type of person, you know, working with the energies that are more calm, you know, may bring in another side of you. Well, may bring another side of you into maturity, because understand as you when you when you work with these parts of you that you you're not used to working with, with that comes emotional maturity. You know, correct. Don't, that's a part of the result of working with these other sides of yourself, and you will notice the you know emotional maturity and different life situations as you work with these different entities. But that's what I want to say. Right. Now, good point. And, and again, that point needs to be driven home. It's, it's, again, it's about challenging yourself, not being comfortable. Because think about this. You can, you, can, you can liken this to playing sports. I don't care what sport it is. What's, what's, what keeps you on your toes in sports? The element of surprise. You know, you always have to be on your toes. You're playing football every play. You gotta be on your toes. You gotta, you gotta, you know, use your intellect. You gotta figure out, you know, which way am I going to run? Which way am I moving? What route am I running? Etc. It challenges you constantly. I'll use the sports analogy. This is the same thing. This is not, you know, because when when you're basically doing the same thing, mundane shit every day, and what people don't realize, you can say that I deal with consciousness and I study a whole bunch of information on Egypt. But if you're doing the same mundane shit every day, you know, I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm meditating. I'm reading, I'm studying, and I'm meditating, right? But none of the, none of the information realistically is producing concrete, tangible results. I'm not talking about your opinion because, I, again, I get the, the most mundane shit for people. It's made me a better person. And then I'll go, well, in what way? Well, I'm nicer to people, okay? Well, that's just normal shit you should be doing on a regular basis. 
How has it transformed your environment? You read all that shit about Egypt, but, nigga, you've been driving that same fucked-up car for the last five years, and you're living in mom's basement. So, obviously, that hasn't translated to your objective. <laughs> that's a problem. Because that's the first thing I look at a motherfucker. You call it what you want. You call it judging. If somebody claims to have knowledge and information, I don't, really, I don't just want to see it on the spiritual, because you can hide behind the spiritual. But guess what? When you're in the physical flesh, you can't hide in that shit. So if you're sitting there telling me you're fucking, um, you know, I'm the master translator of the Metunetter and you're fucking stocking shells at Walmart driving the fucking Pinto, <laughs> I can't take you serious. I'm sorry. <laughs> there should be some level in your physical environment that has translated from your spiritual or subjective realm into your objective realm. So if I don't see that, then I know there's an imbalance there. That's just a reality. See, people don't want to hear that shit because we, we like them being, being broke. It's okay if you're spiritual. Fuck that. Well, exactly. People, and this is why people do not um, really promote, talk about, or even endeavor into the left-hand path. See, the left-hand path does not make an excuse as in, well, I don't, you know, I don't need that material shit or the material that money doesn't mean nothing to me. Nigga, that's just an excuse that you convince yourself for your broke-ass ways. A real person on the left-hand path understands that mastery of the physical and the spiritual world is essential. Not right. one over the other, not one less than the other. Both simultaneously are just as important. And let me explain to you why. If your spiritual work elevates you to such a high state of existence, then how can your physical level not match what your spiritual level is bringing you to? Well, Ravana Noom, Ravana Noom, Ravana Noom, better yet. If that's, if that's the case, why don't you just kill yourself? Just, just exactly. kill yourself now. Get it all over with because you've... You go to the spiritual. You've progressed so far beyond the human nature and human behavior and human shit that you don't need to be here anymore. Nah, you won't do it, Because in reality, you like this physical world more than you ever allow yourself to say, more than you ever give credos to. You do. You love this physical shit. But the thing is, you have not learned to master it because Mm -hmm. all you have been taught is to make excuses for your failures or blame somebody else for your failures. The white man made me fail. The white man made me grab that girl's ass, and now I'm in trouble. The white man made me steal Reese's Pieces candy, and now I got caught for shoplifting. No, nigga, that was you, you, all you, and all alone, and you never, you always refuse to face your shit, to master your shit, to learn to master the world around you. If you really are serious about what you say you are, then every part of you should strive to be greater today than you were yesterday. And to be greater than you were yesterday, there are certain things that you may measure it by. Not always measuring shit by spiritual shit. Stop the spooky shit, people. Stop the spooky shit. And and brother, on that note, I had a true story. Brother, on that same note that you just said, I had one of these light side of fluffinator cats. Yeah, but isn't, isn't (laughs) isn't this just all an illusion? This world is just all an illusion. It's a place. No, listen to this shit. And I'm going to show you how you can hear crickets in the class when this nigga said this to me. Isn't this a place of illusion? This place is suffering. 
this is a place of suffering, you know, that we, we, you know, we're spiritual beings and we need to transcend this. And, and, and as soon as we transcend this and we're able to raise up out of here, we won't be suffering no more. So I said, the nigga, why don't you just kill yourself now? What you waiting for? So you're going to, you know, you know all that. You're that deep. You know all that. You know this is a place of suffering. It's physical. And you've already confirmed to everybody here now that there's something greater waiting for you once you transcend it on the spiritual realm. So, nigga, just kill yourself. What you, what you, what you, I'll stay here, and I'll work my way through it. And the illusion is that there's an illusion outside of this. That's the illusion. Because you're still looking at it as if there's something greater beyond this. There's no beyond. There's no before. You're dealing with the reality of right now. That's the reality. The only thing that's real is what's going on right now. Exactly. So you can sit here and talk all that fluffy shit. Oh, yeah, beyond here, in the ionosphere, and we're cosmic dust. Make it please. <laughs> if this is a place of suffering, and I desire all the people that believe that, and we need to transcend our weaknesses and being here, we become earthly, this and that. Or just, just tell anybody that's like that. All right, well, that's, that's heavy. That's deep. Since you've mastered that, you know that. Just kill yourself. Get it over with. And you can get there faster. And you know why they won't do it? Because they ain't so sure when it comes to that moment and somebody face gives them that proposition. They ain't so Damn sure straight. about it at that moment. See, now, now comes the doubt. Now comes the doubt. Oh, shit, well, what if there really isn't a life after death? Oh, what right. is this? Oh, what is, yeah, see, well, how deep really are you then? You you know this. You profess by it. You are profoundly teaching this information and doctrine that you want to pass off to me and others. But when that moment comes, you have doubt. You don't. You're not sure now. Uh, you, you know. You, you you hesitate. Well, that's because you really are just talking shit to sound deep. But you know exactly. The reality Dennis is, Kat, look, Dennis, as long as Dennis you're then this cat went into the opening of the mouth ceremony. Yeah. That's right. spooky. Well, you see, in the opening of the mouth ceremony, it teaches about the afterworld. I right, let's let look. So all you yeah, is here where it's etched on the walls of the pyramids. It's in the coming forth by day. You're still operating on a certain level of faith. Nigga, you ain't never been through the ceremony. If you never died and went to the afterworld and came back physically and you're here to testify and give a detailed account of it, you are still operating on a certain level of faith. And like Ravana Noon said, you really don't know what the fuck is going to happen to you when you die. Let's keep it 100% real. Nobody can fucking tell you that. I don't give a shit who they are. Uh, brother, they you, got, you, got a, you got a lot of people that say they're in touch with um, spirits, brother. They know everything that's going to happen when you die. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. If that's the case, tell them to give you the winning lotto numbers. Tell, tell that same nigga to shoot me the winning lotto numbers if he knows everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, yeah. the bottom line is you don't know. And this is the main reason why most people flock to a certain spiritual system. You want to know why? The unknown fear of death. What is death? Religion didn't give it to you. You got tired of that. Most people they got well, claim to be conscious. So, well, religion's just not touching on it enough. So now we find something a little more fluffier, but, but in the middle. It's not really light cider. It's not really dark cider. We start getting into alchemy and Egyptology. It's still safe, and that really doesn't give you the answer. The only thing that's going to give you the answer is the shit that we're talking about tonight. And it's going to be different people, for people, every person. People got to keep it real. You know, um, what's the use of saying, you know, dealing with your subjective realm if you wake up the next morning with a hungry stomach, you can't feed yourself, you know, you barely have anywhere to live, 
I mean, that, you know, that type of shit makes you rethink the shit that you're doing. Is this shit really affecting change in my life? You know, I, you know, I've uh, went, I went to planet Venus. I met these extraterrestrials. I did all this blah, 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 blah. But (laughs) it's like, what did that shit do for you right now? And the mundane world, the objective world, what has that done for you? It, it does because you're still hungry, you, you still broke as hell, you still, you know, bummy as fuck, you know, you still got bad relationships with your family and your girlfriend, old boyfriend, etc. So I mean, this is this path makes you keep it real with yourself. You know, this path ain't for everybody because everybody is not about keeping it real. Everybody's not about facing the true reality that they're dealing with every single day. Some to some people it's easier to go off in the space land. You know, and, and just pretend that all of this is an illusion. Right. It's a it's a security blanket and we we've we've talked about that a multitude of times over the week. You you're gonna find out most of your space cadets and we all know space cadets. You know, these are the niggas that call you at twelve o'clock at night. You know, they saw extraterrestrials and shit on their roof and <laughs> in their fucking driveway. And, you know, they, they, there's usually most of those people, they, they got a lot of problems. And there's a reason why they have a lot of problems of all, of all the aforementioned. And see, that's just not a reality. And some people try to escape reality. And what is reality? It comes from the word real, right? Well, the only thing you can confirm is real is something that's tangible to you. You understand? And that could even be on the spiritual. If it's not tangible to you, it's not real. So some nigga says that they saw an extraterrestrial or some nigga's going into a rave 45 minutes how he traveled to the fairy kingdom or the fucking wizards <laughs> and, and, or how he fucking, uh, you know, or she is in tune with fucking, you know. And maybe they are. Maybe they are. But the point being is once you co-sign on that shit, you've now become a slave. Because the moment you go, yeah, that's deep, uh, and the moment you accepted it, now what you've done is you've co-signed, number one, on that person's bullshit, and number two, it shows it's very easy to control you by way of emotion because there's something that was captivated, that captivated you. Not only that, I mean, you you pay attention to, you know, they can tell you all the subjective experiences, but you also look at their objective world, you know, um, is this experience a reflection of what's happening in their life right now? You know, after you went to, you know, Never Never Land and you came back to Earth, you know, it's like, uh, what did that experience do for you right now? Well, it's true. it depends. It depends because if you're trying to be the one who passes it off like your shit is real and, you know, you, you uh, spoke to Prince last night, so ironically spoke to him about 24 hours after he passed and he gave you a message and he bypassed his own family. He bypassed, you know, his friends, he bypassed his woman, he bypassed everybody, but went to you specifically to you to tell you some shit. And then I, I share that with the world and I share that and people accept that. Then it's it just shows to improve that people will co-sign on anybody's subjective reality because they're that gullible and that ignorant that they want something to be more important or somebody to be more important than them. 
so they'll accept or co-sign on that person's subjective bullshit when it's just for that person. It's not for everybody. Your shit, if you really channel or spoke to Prince, that's for your ass. It ain't for you to tell the world, okay? And you have to question and scratch your head at these people and say, well, why you? What makes you so important? Oh, well, you see, you know, all this shit they're going to run off at you. You know, I'm this, I'm that. I'm this. Who, I didn't ask you that. I said, why you? Why you? You, you, specifically without all this verbiage of what makes you wonderful or great. Why you? And most people will never be able to answer that because, see, that bypasses them trying to get you to accept their reality. And unfortunately, this right here tonight, the other night, the last few weeks, bypasses all that fucking verbiage that people try to feed you to hypnotically put on, put you under their spell or entrance you with their fucking verbiage and their fucking glorified stories and their fucking fucking uh, demons and succubuses and making themselves seem like they're so fucking great. It bypasses all that, and now it deals with the fucking reality. Regardless of what that person says, and regardless of what they're trying to pass off, how did that person's story do anything for your fucking physical life, your fucking spiritual life? How did that shit do anything for you, what this person just tried to spew forth and say, this is what happened, this is the message I received? How did that shit really change? And you know what you're going to have to say? 99.910% of the time, it did it. It didn't. Right. It didn't do nothing for me but make me a broke ass nigga for, because I put pocket, I put money in somebody else's pocket instead of my own. Because right, nothing exactly. that anybody says, no fucking story, no channeling, no visions, no fucking incarnated demons, no incarnated, uh, except your own personal, no incarnated fucking ETs or motherfuckers are gonna tell you anything that's beneficial for you about you. Because if that was the case, they would have come directly to you, not to that other motherfucker. That's key right there. That's key right there. Yeah. And this is is why, you know, when you're on that left-hand path, nobody can fool you but telling you about all of their experiences and shit. Not to say that it's not true or not. It's not about right or wrong. It's a subjective experience. And when when you embrace your demon or Damon, you understand that anybody's subjective realm can make them see anything they want to see or experience anything they want to experience at your will. So you don't fall into all that spookism. That shit does nothing. You know, you realize that shit does nothing for me. I mean, that's nice. That's nice that you went to the fairy kingdom and you, you smoke weed with whoever you did it with. That's that's pretty, but what the fuck does that got to do with me? It does, per yeah. and it, that's what I'm saying. It's it's personal, and and the problem with, that comes in with all that stuff connected is it distracts the individual again from focusing on themselves. Number one, doing the work like we say on a consistent basis, because now we're back to that same you know follower mentality. I'm following something or somebody. I need to be told what to do. I need instruction. That is another form of religion. There's no other way to, to sugarcoat that. Exactly. You understand? You could, again, it doesn't mean you can't get guidance. I'm not saying you can't talk to elders. You can't talk to experienced people. 
to get information to collect your own personal data so, again, that you can draw your own conclusion. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is when you sign off and co-sign off all this bullshit, you understand you're a follower. I don't give a fuck what you say, and I don't give a fuck if you like what the motherfucker's saying. But, again, I just simply bring up the point, what results is it producing for you? Not mundane shit, again, because people will just make vague statements. It's made me a better person. Well, I want to know exactly in what way. So if somebody asks myself, and I'm sure Rabbi Noon and Brother Sargidi, if somebody says to you, all, right, all this shit that you've been talking about, what has it done for you? Well, I'll tell you what it's done for me. It's got me a couple of houses, some cars. It's got me I want some other things personally I don't want to get into. It's made my finances more consistently. The more important thing outside of the physical stuff, my clarity on everything is crystal clear. I'm able to decipher shit at the drop of a dime. I could see things for what they are, not for what I want them to be. There's a difference in that. I okay. see things for what they are because when you're a fluffinator, you see things for what you want them to be. See, when, exactly. when, niggas, you know, when niggas look at some of these deities, they just see the pretty in it that they like. But there is another side to these deities. You don't see that. I don't care if it's raw. Raw is not all fucking peaches and roses. You understand? That's, you really understand. That's right. That's funny you say that because um, I was speaking to somebody who asked me a question, you know, of my personal perspective on certain archetypes. And I explained, I said, you know, um, I gave an example like the Archangel Michael. The Archangel Michael deals with healing and protection, but there is a dark side to Archangel Michael, which is a warrior energy. Mm -hmm. You know, every archetype has its other Size. You know, Lilith has a healer nature. A lot That's of people right. don't know that. And, and it works the other way, too. Look at Kali. Kali is, you know, known for the aggressiveness, but there is a nurturing motherly aspect of Kali, too. And it works both ways now. Just like Sakmet, when Brother Rabbi Noon broke up Sakmet earlier, even though Sakmet is, for the most part, a very aggressive, warrior-like nature, but we say that because they bring that motherly energy, but they just don't do it in a fluffy, you know, pacify your emotional way. They just do it abruptly. So let's, 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 it works both sides now. They, 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 there's the duality to both aspects of that. So, you, again, you could, there, there is a motherly instinct, and I use Cali and Sacramento again. It works on both sides. But see, what happens is fluffinators only focus on one particular side. You understand? So they'll look at the things. See, when you're a fluffinator, that's why I said when you, you see things for what they are and not what you want to see them as, a fluffinator will look and gravitate towards what they like, that they feel, you know, and then something that they'll term evil. Let me say this. Anything, anything, anything that you, you say, I say if you hear something, this is going to sound a little weird. But say you hear something, and it troubles you, it frightens you, or this, this emotion of fear comes over you, or you're scared. Any type of emotion that falls in that category, that's the shit you better go investigate hard because that would be an inclination of your inner demon manifesting to say, look, nigga, this is something you need to look into, okay? If it's you always looked at, say, we talked about vampire magic. I'll use that because I got so many emails saying people saying, you know what, I was always interested in that. I always wanted to indulge in it. 
I did it because I was afraid of what people would think. Uh, I was a little misled. I thought it was about drinking blood, um, but I understood the concepts of it, but I was afraid. We had one dude on the show that, that got on the phone call and said he'd been practicing it for several years and was glad we're talking about it, but he's never said nothing to nobody because he's a melanated person. And, you know, all the conscious coons will look at a melanated person and go, oh, you're into that shit? Because they would say that comment because people fear what they know nothing about. This is the whole point of what this is about. And this is my whole point. When people say shit like, yo, man, that shit is fucked I, I see things. I go, well, what's fucked up about it? Well, you know, this shit is crazy, man. You know that vampire. Well, what, what's crazy about it? And then you're going to find out they've never read nothing about it. They've only, the only information they got is all the spooky shit that they've been indoctrinated with. This is the bullshit that's got to stop. And I, and, I, and I could tell you, you know, if you're still worried about right or wrong, high or low, and all that kind of shit when, this, when it comes to working this magic, you lost in the sauce. None of this shit is about none of that shit. It's, it's about the experience and your progression with that experience. You know, uh, <clears throat> there's no difference what you from what you call pretty much. You say what you call an angel and what you call a demon. It's the same motherfucking shit. No difference. You know, <laughs> you just want to see them as angels because it sounds pretty. You just you want exactly. to see it as an angel because it sounds fucking pretty. That's all. They got exactly. nothing to do with anything else. Mm-hmm. And 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 that and that's the and that's the problem is people still have this right or wrong concepts in the, in in their mind, and it limits what they can really do with this work. You know, um, <clears throat> Lilith is no no more badass than Gabriel. I mean, but you know, but it's all in your perception of this shit. That's right. You know, um, and and it's what it means to you. Which is most important. Mm-hmm. If you're not personal, if you're not personalizing these energies to you, you ain't doing shit. If, you know these energies have to mean something to you for you to really be able to work with them. Whatever you're trying to get, you know, done. But like I said, it's not. We said this before. It's not about that right and wrong shit. You gotta mm-hmm. leave that shit with monotheism. That's right. Because you're not gonna get nowhere with it. Check this, right? I had this uh, email. This individual, you know, um, emails me about the show and different things like that. We got in a discussion, and it basically came out that <clears throat> this individual loves to help people and do all these great things for people and do all these things. So I let her continue for a while and speak about these things, and then I just hit her with one question, and, and it, it took her forever to respond. And I knew that the question hit a point. It hit a it hit a, a touchy point in, inside themselves. I said, and when have you ever stopped to do anything for yourself, and how has all that that you've done for other people helped you? <laughs> okay? And their response took forever. And I knew it. I said, oh, shit, they're thinking. They're thinking about everything possible to try to come up with an answer to make it seem like everything they've done has helped them. And shortly after about 15, 20 minutes, here comes the response. Basically, they said nothing, really. It just made me feel better. Yeah, that's it. That's all it did. 
make you feel better for the moment, make you feel like you're some some savior, some helper, some this and that. But all the time you spend in it, I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't. That's up to you. That's a personal choice. What I'm saying is all that time you spend helping, it's usually a distraction from what's really at the core of why you're helping people. It makes you feel better about yourself because why? That's what I asked her. Because why? Because what's missing in your life that you feel you have to go out of your way for other people, but you can't do the same for yourself? Uh-huh. Something is missing there that's making you feel to that you have to be a savior to other people, but you can't. About sacrificing, big. It's about, it's about sacrificing. Exactly. That's, that's what the that, illusion is. You have to sacrifice, that, and that makes you a greater person to sacrifice. That's that, mono, that's that monotheism, man. Exactly, but the point is, this person has been practicing magic for a while and everything else. And, and, and basically, I told her, I said, that's all that light side of fluffy bullshit. And she feels about helping people and doing all this stuff to be nice and all that. But in the meantime, your soul is suffering because you're not dealing with your own shit and your own issues that makes you feel you've got to go out of your way for everybody else but yourself. So in the meantime, you're suffering and your shit is just sitting there. And basically in, in no man's land because you never pay attention to yourself because you're too busy aiding somebody else. And you that, feel, are we talking literally? <laughs> and I told him, I said, that's what the darkness is all about. I said, I can't deal with that light side of fluffy shit because it makes you feel like everything should be about merging and being one with everything and being nice to everybody. And it has nothing to really do with your growth. Your growth is not so nice. Your growth is not going to be about lovey-dovey. It's not going to be about merging with people. Your growth is going to be about isolation. It's going to be about chaos. It's going to be about challenges that you never, ever encountered in your life. And you're going to have to face this, whether now, by choice, later, later, or which later, when life changes. And that's what people forget. You may choose not to face it now by your choice, but some circumstance or event in life is going to force you to face this. So one way or another, get ready for that shit. You're going to have to work through this. And let me just say this, because what people may not understand is we may not be giving you all these magical rituals to do, but if you really listen closely, yes, we are. You're getting a lot of shit. (laughs) <laughs> You're really getting more than what some fairy dust ritual is going to do for you, okay? <laughs> and I'm being real. This fairy dust ritual ain't going to do shit for you, but, okay, you contact the fairy. Then what? Exactly. Then Dopey Dwarf speaks to you after that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you know what? You get $50 at the end of the week. Whoopee. But guess what? When the fairy leaves, guess what's still there? The same bullshit that was still there before the fairy came. See, what we're giving you is the real magical formula on how to go inside yourself, clear away the shit that you think you've dealt with, which most of the time you haven't. You just dealt with the superficial layer of it. Clear away that shit. And you'll see how the very thing that you're contacting fairy dust about, that you're smoking some herbs about to get clarity and answers for, 
You already that have. That was necessary, that all that shit was within you if you just cleared out the bullshit by facing it, embracing it, overcoming it, then you'll realize, damn, I'm the one that's been stopping my prosperity. I'm the one that's been stopping my love life, or I'm the one that's been stopping my success in whatever way you want that to manifest. It ain't no fairy doing that shit. It ain't no fucking... Dionysus or none of these fuckers doing that shit. It's you. You, you, and you. It's always been you, and it will always be you. And if you realize that you are the ritual that's working, you are the one creating the ritual if you take that path and take it seriously and create your own shit, you are the one that's contacting the nether regions of your subconscious mind and opening up the abyss, facing your own abyss, so that you can overcome things and then take the steps to become a person that has become self-deified and be a God manifested, not some spooky shit, not some floaty shit, but a God manifested and a person takes responsibility for everything in their life, physical, spiritual, and anything in between or Mm -hmm. under and above or any direction you want to point to. You take responsibility for all that shit. Then you understand why we spend so much time on these kinds of rituals, this kind of magic, and not some light side or fluffy bullshit mixed with a exactly. little bit of dark side, mixed with a exactly. little left hand path, but in reality. What do we, hey, Ravana, what do we call them? What do we call those motherfuckers? We call them gray Jedis. You want to know why? Exactly. All you fluffinators that, that you know, you don't want to be really left hand path, but you kind of want to be spiritual. That's what we call gray. It's in the middle of white and black. So it's safe. So, you, you, you know, you deal with certain things on a certain level, but you don't really indulge fully dark and you don't go fully fluffy. So those are your gray Jedi niggas. These are the exactly. niggas that they sound hardcore, you understand, but they're not. And that's why, like you said, Ravana Noon, that's why it's about the results. Quite simple. Anybody that comes to you with any high level of spirituality, that's great, brother. That's, that's sister. That sounds good, brothers. That sounds great, sister. Oh, that's heavy what you said about Egypt. Oh, word, man, you broke down to Houthi to a T, man. You got into that to death. Um, so, by the way, how do you access this energy? Huh? <laughs> what? What do you mean? Oh, you just oh, you just read about the shit. Oh, so what results has it produced for you? Exactly. You know, something, something that I can actually conceptualize with within me, like, if I see you're living successful and all of and I'm not, again, I'm not just trying to focus on the physical, but it has to start there. The, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Physi- the physical corresponds with the spiritual, so there's no way around that shit. Right. You have to be a living manifestation of what your information you're representing. So first and foremost, if you're broken in disarray, I don't, that's not an example of me. I don't want to follow that shit or be a <laughs> part of that shit or even try to master that shit because – if you're claiming that you know all this shit and I don't see that around you, then that's a red flag to me, okay? That's, that's step one. You understand? Step two would be taking the spiritual information and actually putting it into practice rather than just reading about it. Because like I say, we, we encounter people all the time, and I get them all the time. They, they study this. They fucking know this. They, they know everything about that. I mean, they know everything about Islam, Christianity, Judaism. They break down Egypt for you all day. You know, they, they know the, all about They got on the feds, the onk, everything. Yeah. They know all this stuff. They know all of this. You can't tell them shit. They know all of this stuff. 
But then when you simply say one simple thing to them, you turn to them and go, wow, that's a lot of information you know. You understand? Oh, you know a lot. That's, that's pretty deep. What are you doing with all that information? Then it becomes, well, what do you mean? The very fact that they respond, what do you mean, that's all you need to hear. You don't even need to have the rest of the conversation. Because <laughs> that shows you in that response alone that they are not doing a goddamn thing with it. They're just basically walking dictionaries and encyclopedias. Like, look, I just saw, I just saw an advertisement. It fucking, fucking kills me, man. It's hilarious. These niggas on in the conscious community lately on this metronetra shit. It's hilarious to me. You know, this is, this is a new, this is a new hot topic in the conscious community. This is a, this is a new hot topic. They had some big debate with uh, Amon Rosquad and this this, this uh, brother Pharaoh Allah, who I kind of agree with him more than any of the other ones because he's kind of taking a little bit of the spookiness out of it. Now they're having a big debate in December, right? It's going to be Pharaoh Allah and and uh, Sarah Sutton Coon. Versus the Evan Rock Coons, and they're gonna one one is gonna prove the point that the language. Let me show you the nonsense in this shit. One's taking the stance that it was never translated correctly. Only fifty five percent, which I still don't know how they came to that number. That's a whole other story. And the other is saying it was translated effectively. Now, for you, the viewers and the listeners, at the end of the day, who fucking gives two shit? Exactly. Bottom line is. Bottom line is. That is not going to do anything for you. After you establish that fact, whether it was, how many motherfuckers in this lifetime are you going to speak metronetra to? If you did know, well, I'm just saying, if you did know it was or was not translated correctly, how is that going to transform you on any level? It's not, but you know who is transforming? The motherfuckers who are getting paid for putting on that debate. That's who's transforming. Thank you. That motherfuckers getting transformed left and right. You motherfuckers are dumbasses for helping their transformation ain't doing shit for you. Because when you leave that debate, you know what you're going to come out of there with? A puzzled look like, you know what? What difference does it fucking make? Because I'm walking back home to Brooklyn or the Bronx going to my tenement or my fucking projects. And I <laughs> but can't I know the stop the brother in the corner and say, hold that, brother. Uh, nook to nook. He's going to say, <laughs> what you say? I got a nook to nook for you, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And people it's don't comical. understand. None of that shit is that's, relevant because at the end of the funny. day, you can't speak it, you can't use it, and it's not going to help you in any business endeavor because the majority of the languages used for business are not mm-hmm. metanetter. It's mostly right. English, Spanish, French, French Italian, uh, German, Japanese, Chinese, and that's and and some now certain countries, some African languages, most of them use English anyways. And Arabic. So you mean, brother, if I fill out an application and say what other languages do I speak, I shouldn't put on there metronetic? No, nah, brother. That's, they're going to look at you and say, no matter, who, no matter what, they're going to say, this nigga is fucking terrorist. I, ain't no, I, got a better, I, I got a better one for you, brother. Here's the other debate I saw I saw an advertisement for. This little young brother. He's a brother. I mean, he's young. This brother, young Marcus, right? He's going to be debating a Caucasian Jew, and here's the topic. Here's oh. the topic. Get ready. Get ready. Here's the topic. Can blacks and Jews come together and get along? So That who, is about the dumbest who, topic yeah, I've ever yeah, heard yeah. in my life. So his debate, his, his debate is going to be that blacks and Jews can never get along because of prior history. The Jews' debate is that blacks and Jews need to move forward and get along. You know what my, my, my debate on that is? I couldn't give two flying fucks. That's, that's, 
That's what my stance on that is. Because you know what? That has nothing to do with anything that I'm dealing with. It affects me on no level. I couldn't care who and what does or does not get along. Because when you're working with your subjective realm and you're working this type of spiritual system, all that shit is external shit that has no effect on what you're doing. It only has an effect when you open yourself up and get sucked into it emotionally. And there'll be somebody yeah, there you, getting you, all you know, hyped about it. Let me, let me, let me just ask this question. Brother uh-huh. Benini. Yeah. How long have you been hearing that all, uh, as black people we're going to unite? How long have you been hearing that? Oh, shit. All right, so let me tell you, it's a great question, brother. I'm glad you posed that question on this lovely Thursday evening at 10.30 p.m. Um, when I look at it, uh, okay, I'm going to say um, 45 now. I started getting into this when I was 16, going on 17. So 28 years, brother, I've been hearing that black <laughs> people are going to unite. 28 fucking years. From the first moment I walked into consciousness at 16, 17 years old until the day now, presently 45, and guess what? We're still having fucking debates about who's right, who's wrong, my doctrine's right, my leader's right, my organization's better than yours, my religion is the right, my philosophy's the right, my dogma's right, Egypt versus Kemetic and Kemetic versus the Hebrews and, and the Moors versus this and the fucking Jews versus the leprechauns and the leprechauns versus the fairies and the Ku Klux Klan versus the fucking Black Panthers. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> and, and you know what? I've been... About 1986, 87, around that same time, over close mm-hmm. to 28, 29 years now, I also have been hearing the same shit that black people were going to unite. We need to unite. Yeah. Damn, 28 years and in in, in no unification still. Now, nope. <clears throat> my father, who was born in 1947, also heard the same damn thing <laughs> in the fifties and sixties during the civil rights movement. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna yeah, yeah. It's 2016. There's still no unification, and I'm sure even before that, in Elijah Muhammad's time, in Malcolm X's time, in Marcus Garvey's time, the same shit. We're gonna unite. We're gonna unite. We're gonna unite. Marcus Garvey started in the late 1800s to the early 1900s. Where's the unification, people? You know why people cannot unite? Because it's actually counter, counter nature. What do you mean by that? All things in nature unite. Really, motherfucker? When do you see dogs and cats united? Most of the time, dogs and cats do not like each other. They're natural-born enemies. Unless they're raised in a household together from little t- puppies and kittens, most of the time they're ag- there's agitation between them two, Right? It hasn't changed in thousands and thousands and millions of years. There's still some shit there. There's always some antagonist, antagonistic thing in nature, and it's necessary because that antagonism is what brings those who are stronger to be able to survive and continue to promote the strength of themselves through their family lineage, etc., so you understand, whenever you say we're all going to unite, we're going to get along, we're going to send kumbaya, we're going to protest march, we're going to defeat the white man, the white man is going to disappear, and we're just the greatest ass human beings, and we're the original kumbayas and baboons, that makes it so divine that we're going to just unite because of our color alone. You're fucking lying right. to yourself. You're lying to yourself because even before you thought about that, about right. thousands, 
six, seven thousand years ago in Africa, there was this unification. Stop the bullshit that Nubians and Egyptians were brothers and cousins and they always got along. No, they didn't. They were brothers and cousins, my ass. They hated each other right. at times, and they got along together at times. That's human nature. And because without that challenge, without that antagonism, you do not grow. You do not get a challenge to push That's yourself. Right. That's right. Cut and the it, bullshit out. There's so there's so many different subjective realms in this fucking universe, man. You know that the, just the thought of unification is fucking ridiculous, man. It's, it's exactly. Ridiculous. Too, now, too, there's too many different types of thoughts for that shit. Exactly. Happen. Now, but but on this unification shit, just to back up a second, how can you fucking unite when all they do, all these so-called conscious organizations and people that are conscious. How can you unite when all you do is argue amongst each other? Yep. So people say, well, now you say, like you brought up, Ravana, and you say you, 1986, pretty much both of us, 28 years, and I know your uh, brother, Sarkid, is a bit younger than us, but he's, he could probably say 10 or so more years. You understand? Yeah, I, can say, I can say 9, 10 years. Right. Now, yeah. now, now we need to ask ourselves, well, what is the reason why that is not happening? See, we, we're not the type of motherfuckers that are just going to throw something out there now we're going to follow it up with a simple explanation and level of information. Real simple. The problem why you can't unite is you're too busy arguing amongst each other. You understand? You can't unite if you're going to be at each other's odds. For an example, Moors will be arguing with all these groups. The, the, the committed communities argue with all. Why not just come to grips on things that you do agree on and not focus on the things you don't agree on? It's that simple. Because bottom line is this, like Ravana Noon said, if you think you're going to wake up one day and all melanated people are going to be united, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> it's never going to happen, not in this lifetime. Not on that level. Not on that fictitious level. See, if we really look at all these groups, they have more things in common than things they disagree on. We all agree Africa is the origin of civilization. Is it really necessary to debate three hours what part of Africa was first, what <laughs> dynasty came first, what language was spoken first? Is that really fucking necessary? Who gives you, you understand? We, we, we all agree on the essence. And the essence is we all agree that's the origin of civilization. We all agree on the greatness of Egypt. You understand? But why are we getting in all these nonsensical arguments about particular things that at the end of the day hold no relevance. It ain't going to do shit for you in the long run. So if you want to know the answer why melanated people can't unite, that's your fucking answer right there because of the egos. I'm a more. I'm not giving that shit up because Noble Drew Ali, he's the only one that's wise, right? Exactly. I'm a black mate. I'm a black Muslim of the nation of Islam. Farrakhan's my leader. I'm not giving that shit up. This is ridiculous. I, I can say, and I can say I can relate with the brother young Marcus, not so much in what he's talking about, but the fact that, you know, he's 17, like 17 and he's impressionable. And he's, uh, he, he's more often to believe almost any motherfucking thing somebody presents to him at that age. And I'm like, damn, you know, cause if you really look at it, you know, the brother going on this topic, you know, with the Jews and shit, but it's like, mm -hmm. You know, I think somebody's pushing him to do that shit. Because, I mean, he's impressionable at that point, man. Well, well, look who look who's holding the bait, Sai Nigger. You understand? <laughs> you know, exactly. he's got the, and, and, you know, he's they, got they the theme think, music I think, in I think, the beginning. 
I think know. they say I think they say he's a a part of the Amon Ra squad. So I know them niggas is filling his head up with all kinds of shit. Look, look, like I said, but, at the end of the day, <laughs> what results does it prove? So after you sit exactly. into a three hour lecture about about should Jews and blacks get that's, along? That's, all right. That's that's why that's why I feel for him because it's like I feel like you know damn if I was in his position I feel like I'm wasting my damn time if I uh, know what I know. Now. I'm gonna put it like this: I don't feel for shit. You know why? Because that's his <laughs> choice, his prerogative, his situation, and his um, path. And if that's what he wants, fuck it. That's what he's gonna get. And he's if Indeed. he gets that or he doesn't. That's his fucking prerogative. I don't feel bad for people when they fucking they waste their goddamn time. Fucking, they choose uh-huh. their own path or they choose their their way to do something. That's that's just fuck it. You if you get your ass handed to you, you get it. That's what that's you it. get, bro. Period. And that's and it. the bottom line is we have to stop fucking feeling bad for people. Stop giving black them, man is God, brother. Black yeah, power. We have to stop giving them black, black power, man brother. is God card. We have to stop giving them a past jail card. You know what I'm saying? We have to pass giving them a uh, exempt card because you're black. Uh, Fuck that the shit. The black man, black black man, the black enough, man is holy, brother. If your yeah. ass is dumb enough to debate, then your <laughs> ass is dumb enough for whatever comes out of that debate. That's, that's right. your shit. That's your, that's what you chose. That's what you get. People that's have right. to stop fucking making these little shit excuses for people's choices. If that's, that's what right. they want, that's what they get. Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to feel bad for young Marcus or for the uh, Caucasian Jew, whichever way that shit comes out. <laughs> nobody's going to feel bad for <laughs> those great, regardless of what but, 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 but again, you know what it focuses on? I'm sorry, you know what it focuses on? Well, we always say it's, it's about feeding off your emotions. Because there's going to be people that get emotionally sucked in with their personal hatreds. Yeah. You understand? Like oh, we were yeah, talking yeah, about oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. You already know when it comes to oh, yeah. any, anybody because, that's not black. Oh, man. Right. Because then you can use terms that, that feed your ego to make, gee, this cracker Jew. This yeah. Cracker white man. <laughs> you know, now you can use all the lingo that makes you feel superior because it makes you feel good because <laughs> you got least, so much. Exactly. And, Benita, yeah. that leads me to that video that you sent me. Todd Netter and his Kumbaya crew <laughs> are marching in Harlem. I saw it. I saw it. Uh, they're, 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 they're trying to teach people or tell people don't vote for the white man. So and all the black people turned on them. Yeah, all the black people turned <laughs> on them. So they record this. Okay? The show, now, yeah. Now, mind, you, mind you how this, this is always staged, and they always come with their emotional heat. This white dude is, you know, handing out flies because he's running for uh, Some congressman seat. or senate or, or oh, yeah, shit. council commission <laughs> or whatever the hell it is running for. Okay? And so here they come, and, oh, don't vote for the white man. The white man this. No, they ain't calling him cracker and devil yeah, and all kinds of shit. And the white man, down to this, a side. this white dude, I give him a lot of credit. He's in the middle of fucking Black Harlem. And he's just sitting there as calm as day, like, look at these idiots. They just no reaction. Angry. You, 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 ever, you ever notice most of the time when they put a white guy on the spot that a lot of times the, the white guy never feeds into the emotions that they're projecting towards him? Well, the funny thing is, that in, in this video, like Ravana Noon is saying, why all this hooting and hollering and yelling is going on? 
if you look in the background, you see the white dude, calm as fuck. He's just handing out flyers, talking to people, not even paying them no mind. And they screaming and they ranting and raving at the top of their lungs. <laughs> and then they were to hear the depot was the Latino cat that served in the military. He basically told them, go fuck yourselves. You don't know what you're talking about. I've served in the military. I've seen things. There's things you don't know about. You know, you're talking about mundane shit, blah, 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 blah. See, and then, of course, when you don't agree with somebody's agenda, they want to personally attack you. When you have your own mind, God forbid you have your own mind in front of a conscious coon. They don't want you. Then they got to attack you. Oh, you're an informant. You're an agent. Oh, you're working <laughs> with the devil. Blah, blah, blah. Here comes all the rhetoric. Nah, nigga, I think for myself. You understand there's a difference. Yep. There's a difference. Exactly. But and that's, that, I use that as an example because that's exactly the perfect video to illustrate the disease that is rampant within black community, Latino community, melanated community, whatever names make you feel happy and joyful at the end of the night, it, it promotes exactly the stupidity that goes on within these communities. And you wonder why there's no unification? Well, if your ass is trying to legitimately listen or, or speak to a representative in government, if that's your thing, right? okay, if that's your thing, Right. And some ranting, raving kumbaya comes to you, and he says, oh, wait a minute. and they're distracting you from what you're trying to hear. This right there is why there's no unity. See, we exactly. can't be peaceful people and just be like, okay, look, 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 let me just listen to what this dude has to say so I can think for myself with my own mind, like ben, Brother Benitez said, think with my own mind to really dissect what this senator is saying. Okay, you're coming along trying to distract me with your heat, emotions, and anger from what I'm trying to dissect. So what you're trying to do is make me stop thinking for myself and think like exactly. you. See, exactly. that's the problem right there. Because and you, know now, what would be, you know what would be the solution to that, that particular video? If you're so compassionate, if you're so, I'm sorry, if you're so passionate about the issue and you're tired of white folks coming into Harlem and running for, uh, you know, for, um, seats in Congress or seats in any type of assembly or governmental district seat in the, in the city, in the, in the city of Harlem, why don't you pay for a young brother, a young black brother's education to go through school and rear up your own no, and have no, him run no, for office no, 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 no. so you ain't got to be complaining about the shit no, every no. goddamn fucking year? No, no. You understand? No, that's the reality of that, it. That takes you know, you know action. Because that, that takes no, action. That doesn't, that doesn't sell. That doesn't sell tickets to the latest debate. My thing is, <laughs> rather than bitching and moaning about it, why don't all the young, why don't, why don't all the people in the conscious community come together and say, you know what? I'm tired of these fucking fucking politicians coming in here, making decisions on our future. You know what? We're gonna take that young brother, that young sister there. We all gonna put our money together. We're gonna get them the education they need to qualify them to run for office. That's how you solve the fucking problem. Yep. You understand? Not, not so sit, you can get a bullhorn and you can go out and protest, scream, hoot and holler and march. You know what? The crack is laughing at you. Like, look at these fucking niggas, man. Let them have their little day in the sun. Let them have their little day in the sun. Let them get a little, let them vent their frustration. Because when the sun comes up tomorrow morning, they'll be all calmed down and we can just keep doing what we're doing. You understand? That's the reality of it. But see, no, right. nobody, nobody really wants to take serious action 
and uh, and that's the that's the real issue with that shit is nobody wants to take mm-hmm. serious action because see you know you can't be lazy when you want to get into positions like that and it's it's easy to be lazy and complain mm-hmm. and talk about what you know what what the government's not doing for you instead of running to be in the government right well at the end of the day as 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 more people proclaim how spiritual and conscious they are then the more they should realize that you can't be spiritual and political. Mm-hmm. The shit contradicts it itself it, and it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But what I want to, I'm sorry, when you finish, let me know. What I, I want to get into the last part before we go to the phone, but go ahead, finish. No, I'm done, brother. Keep going. Oh, okay. All right, what I want to get into, I know we got a little sidetrack. Sometimes stuff comes up and we, we kind of go on into that area. I don't want to get distracted from the topic, but that kind of tied into something that came up. Um, so we were talking about, again, we gave the breakdown explanation of the pandemonium Mandela, the demons from the black sun, uh, contacting your inner demons or some call them guardians. All right. How do you call forth these demons? Let's talk a little bit about that. How do you access the demons? How do you work with the personal self? How do you get this to be beneficial for you? Now, I want to review real quick before we go over some of this. Um, like we said, remember, when working this spiritual system, you're not just contacting the good shit that you like. Because to be a master at this, you have to also address all the bullshit. All the fears you got, ones that you're conscious of and ones that you're not conscious of. Because you might think there's shit. That there, I'm sorry. You might think that there's not stuff in your subconscious mind that you've been bottling up, storing to the side, avoiding it. There's certain fears, certain situations, certain scenarios certain, uh, you know, spiritual systems that you've been running from or hiding from or just ignoring and thinking that it's not having an effect on you. Um, it could be incidences as, as when you were a young kid. You, you, you might have been bullied when you were younger, and you think it's not affecting you today. You might have had daddy or mommy issues growing up, bad relationship with your mother or father, and you think you're past it, and you're not realizing how it's affecting you on a subconscious level today and this can carry over into your everyday life. This can be why you're always attracting. You could be that woman that was raised in an abusive household and watched your mom treated like shit all the time. So psychologically, that's stored in the back of your subconscious mind, and you attract men that treat you like shit. But you can't really figure out why this is a pattern that keeps happening. You, you might be that dude. You might be that dude that, you know, gets money, but as soon as you get that money, it comes in one hand, goes right out the other hand. Say it again, brother. Yeah, you get you get a, a nice amount of money, it comes in one hand, goes right out the other hand. And there's reasons why these things happen to you. So all that comes to the surface, not just the shit you like. And you're going to find out. You might get surprised and say, shit, so you something mean happened to me, to me. brother? You mean to tell me it, that I don't need to take a powder puff herb and that solves all <laughs> my problems because my pineal gland starts to vibrate and that nah, makes you could, magically receive answers? Is no, not that's... Me, yeah, no, nah, it's not gonna happen, brother. Sorry, that's fortunately. I, I just wanted to verify because mm-hmm. I've been hearing rumors that you know the powder puff herbs is what we need. You know, it's like you gotta get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is what Listen, changes man. you. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just, just verifying, brother. Listen, there's so much shit out there. You got self-professed gurus, tatas offering you solutions, and they're creating formulas. You know. I've never been, you know, we did, we talked about a few months back. You, you remember when, ain't it funny how liquid gold just died out? 
Yeah, not a liquid gold when that first came on the scene a few years back. Everybody was so hard. Yeah, man, I took that shit. <laughs> oh, fuck, man, that's Every, the shit. That's it. Everybody, that was like everybody got about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what happens is you psyched your, you know, you, you amped your psyche up so hard, and it was, it was you that was fueling it with your intent. You were, you were fueling the energy behind it. Right, now, remember, we talked we talk about the placebo effect. There you go. Yeah. We talk Amen, about bro. it all the time on the show, the placebo effect. Amen, brother. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's right, brother. Praise Allahu the Lord. Akbar. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the placebo effect. Like you say, you go research that, and you break it down all the time, Ravana Noon. You know, they've, they've given somebody some type of supplement or ingredient and told them it had healing principles. They took it. And then they told another group that they gave them it, and they didn't. And they said they, they were healed, too. So what really healed them, those individuals? They're themselves, all, brother. Themselves. So you mean it, tell me, I was to go to my yeah, backyard yeah. right now, chop the little cactus over there, squeeze the aloe out of it, mix yeah, it with... Yeah, rub, rub it on your left ball sack. Right. Right. Make it mix, mix it with some, uh, let's say, some peppermint, and then with some eucalyptus, <laughs> right? And then, you know, and and and, and mix it with, uh, let's say, uh, your hembe and some other herbs, and then call it whatever name I want to. And, and I try to promote and share this to the world that it's going to change them. You need this. You got to have this. This is the only person on the planet that can give you this herb that's going to change you, transform you. You mean to tell me that what's really making that shit work is not so much the herbs, but it's myself? Exactly. What I'm telling you, brother. You mean it's exactly? You mean it's not, and what do we say? We some, You mean it's not a um, a god outside of me that's making that shit work? Nah, man. Come on. Man. Anyway, let me get into this last section here because I know Daniel almost eleven o'clock. We want to get to the phones. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll we'll definitely do a second part or a third part of this. We're not going to get through this. In, in one specific sit down. All right, the essence of a daemon, D A E M O N, we explain the clarity on that, is a specific, particularized emanation or ray of the black sun. Okay? It unfolds and translates specific powers and potentialities, not one potential, potentialities of the black sun into explicit manifestation. At the core of your being, you are this demon which shines in its turn as the black sun of a dynamic inner Mandela of divine human and animal nature and drives within you. Yes, you do have an animal nature. Stop fronting. Stop fronting like you're holy or thou. Stop fronting like you don't do aggressive animalistic things, okay? Then it goes on to say, <clears throat> and drives within you like great witches' Sabbath dancing around the central black flame, okay? These elements are the many identities or sub-personalities that populate your psyche or soul and make up the many facets of the mind. The many facets of the mind. For the purpose of practical work, the psyche can be divided into three levels or aspects. This is important right here. I want everybody to grasp this. And I made special notation of this. In addition to the demon, there are also what can be called the familiar and the advocate two different type of energies or entities that you work with, okay? Break it down, brother. Then it goes on to say, <laughs> hallelujah, brother, amen, amen, That's brother. That's right, brother. Then it goes, <laughs> the familiar is concerned with survival, growth, and the general thriving of the life force. What did we just talk about earlier? 
You have to be also, there's got to be a representation of success on some level on your physical realm. You, look, you cannot have, survive. You can't, look, you cannot have all this knowledge and be a broke-ass motherfucker. Sorry. Yeah. Doesn't equate. Let's say this. You cannot be magical, wizard. You can't be a wizard, can't be a sage, a guru, a tantric sex master, or whatever, and be barely living above poverty level. You can't. It's impossible to proclaim that and not manifest it if you're really living it and not manifest it in your physical reality. Simple. You know why? Because, as Benini just read, you're trying to survive. And a way to survive is constantly to improve your physical existence every day. That's right. So if today I didn't do something to improve my physical existence than yesterday, then I'm no better than I was yesterday today. So every day you strive to be better than you were the day before. You strive for a greater shelter, house, condo, apartment, whatever the hell fuck you want to call it, wherever you live in that. You strive to put a better roof over your head for you and your family if you have kids or whatever. Who the fuck wants to have their kids living in an environment where they constantly are seeing drugs, gunshots, shit like that? If you really subject your children to that, then what the fuck does that say about yourself? Mm -hmm. No. You can tell me all you want, what a way man keeps his standard. Listen, motherfucker, let me tell you something. My mom's came from fucking Puerto Rico, fucking in, in a fucking poor, deadly poor environment in Puerto Rico to the fucking South Bronx. And in the 70s, anybody who's been in the Bronx in the 70s to the early 80s, Bronx looked like Baghdad in the United States. That's right. Burn especially, buildings, especially abandoned Apache. buildings, everywhere. Port Apache looked like a hellhole. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And she got us up out of that motherfucker and moved us to a better environment from poor poverty. We didn't have a fucking kitchen table to fucking eat breakfast. And I had to eat breakfast on the floor every fucking day. Don't tell me that shit's not possible. You just settled. You just made excuses and became lazy. If you really, really, really trying to improve yourself, which you should be, if you're really trying to survive every day, you'll try to be greater. That's right. Excellent point. And let me finish with this on that same note, the familiar, because it's just kind of now you're at, you actually just took it into that. Okay, this is dealing also with the familiar, the physical. It controls all the automatic processes and functions of the physical body and filters our sensory perceptions so that they do not overwhelm our attention, okay, getting sucked in emotionally. The familiar actually controls much of daily life, including all of the routine actions that do not require full conscious awareness. Mm-hmm. It is also what is sometimes perceived as the inner child, and is a source of emotional feelings, thus also concerned with emotional survival. Mm-hmm. Additionally, the familiar oversees the part of the mind that stores memories and associations. Mm-hmm. It then interprets these associations and reacts accordingly when they are stimulated. The center of this intelligence is also often perceived as being in the solar plexus. Okay? 
Now, the last part I want to get into, and we're going to stop here. Let's get a little deeper. The advocate. Okay? You know, you always hear this term. You never knew what the fuck it really meant, though. Don't play yeah, the devil's, devil's advocate. Devil's advocate, Mike. Devil's, mm-hmm. devil's advocate. We were having this conversation yesterday. You need to be the devil's advocate, motherfucker, because everybody that tells you don't play the devil's advocate, they don't want you to tap in to the true, true essence and nature of self. Okay? So here, here, here this goes here. Okay. What we are calling the advocate is equivalent to the human persona or character. The aspect of being which people normally identify with on a daily basis and consider to be who they are. The advocate exercises the powers of will, reason, imagination, and choice. It sets goals and formulates plans, then acts in accord with those plans. I'm going to skip down here. Hold on. I'm not going to go through all this. The, The demon has been recognized by many cultures and magical systems. Most notably, these include the personal demon of the ancient Greeks. And as we said, that word ties into the word genius. When you look up D-A-I-M-O-N, where the origin of the modern-day English word demon comes from, it has its root in the word genius. So when you're saying, I want to be clear on this, when you're saying you're contacting your demons, you're, you're contacting these highly intelligent beings that reside within yourself. That's all you're saying. Not no fucking the exorcist and fucking shit coming down and possessing you and your eyes flipping in the back of your head. That's all religious, spooky, Hollywood, cornball bullshit. That's not what we're talking about. All right? So if you brothers wanted to chime in on the advocate real quick, if you wanted to add something to that, and then uh, shortly in a few minutes we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and take some calls. Let's talk about that, that last section there. See, brother, what it is, right, is the advocate that bad motherfucker inside you, right? That's that motherfucker that makes you move, brother. Let me say, no, seriously. The advocate is that part of you that strategically plans, executes, and makes things happen by using your own creative nature to make shit happen. It's not the one who sits there and makes excuses and be lazy. It's the one that executes by activating that genius side of themselves to make shit happen. And people can make every damn story and excuse they want to about what we're saying here tonight. But if this shit hits home, thank goodness. That means that shit is riling up some shit in you that you don't like about yourself. So, let me say this. Now, uh, wait, where am I at? The demonic influence within humanity is responsible for the impulse to explore, invent, and create. That is that advocate side of you. The animal element within humanity seeking only to feed, breed, and maintain a level of basic comfort is often alarmed by the demonic elements challenging of the known and the status quo. Hmm. Sometimes these elements struggle and sometimes they balance and enhance each other. Now, that advocate side of you is most necessary. That devil's advocate is most necessary to bring forth because it doesn't just maintain 
trying to live the status quo. It reaches for a higher part than just the status quo. It goes for more than just the mundane. It goes for more than just the basic level of consciousness. It reaches for greater parts. But you have to be able to activate the advocate. The advocate is a part of us that many of us don't want to face. As I just read, we don't want to face because it agitates the familiar. It agitates the animal side. If the animal side is content just fucking pissing in a pot, and that's it. It doesn't want to reach for more. The advocate reaches for more because it knows it's great part of itself. It understands that it's more than just an animal. It understands because it comes from that primal essence, that primal chaotic energy where everything is kinetic, not stagnant or static. And that is the part that we are trying to leave you all with this evening is that we have to start understanding the difference between these different parallels within ourself and not just what we're told, not just what religion shares, not with just the Bible, not just with Hollywood, not just what any of that shit is. But you have to discover this shit for yourself. Part two, of course we're going to go into how to actually access more of this work, how to do more of these works, because there are certain ways to access the demonic self, and it's not extra hard. It's actually very simplistic. Well, a lot of shit that you really think is extra hard is simplistic when you realize it. So I just that's that's so I wanted to add on, brother. Mm-hmm. Excellent point. Excellent point. All right, we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go to the phones. Um, again, if your phone is muted, please unmute it. Sometimes we uh, plug a caller in and uh, they don't have their phone muted. Uh, if you're in the chat, you can type some questions in. We'll, we'll take those questions on the chat. I, I will go back and uh, if there's any comments or questions, I will check. It doesn't look like there's too many, just basically some uh, conversation. Um, so if you have any questions, you can go ahead and type them in in the comments. Uh, so we'll go to the phone again. If your phones are muted, please unmute it. Uh, let's bring in Brother Jack. What's going on, brother? Yo, brother Jackie, what's going on, brother? I'm chilling, chilling, man. You guys, you guys hear some good, some good points, man. Like, uh, I think about what you guys talking about as far as uh, it's funny like you know, movies that make it seem like the demons see like uh, uh, monsters or whatever. But I was funny watching a movie with Jennifer the other day, and it was a guy who, who was he was represent like Hades or whatever. And like, he was just get, he was just running shit, man, getting shit he wants. Done, done. You know what I mean? And Jim was like, "Oh, he's a bad guy." And I'm just like, "That's that's my wife." I like, I like. Jim was like, "Oh, you know, he's a bad guy." You know, he's doing. He's kind of like going these streams to get things done. I'm like, "What well, is he really bad?" Because he's just getting things done. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, it's true. Like it's true because it's crazy, man. It's like you got you got start realizing, man. Like to really get get to the next level, man. Like you got to do things that other people are not willing to do. That's just any form of success. So. Um, you guys are kind of like, like what you're saying is making sense, man. I kind of been seeing it like that, but like, like now it's like it's kind of being explained to it for the details. So that's that's awesome. So, uh, Definitely, and that's a that's a good point, brother Jack. If all those don't know, brother brother Jack, 
Uh, he's a master drummer, brother Jack. Uh, he plays drums with us. Uh, he comes down to the events all the time. Um, and the event I was talking about earlier, since I got brother Jack on the phone, he he will be one of the drummers at that ritual um, that we will be having. Um, and again, if you weren't on earlier, well, we will be doing uh, a ritual that involves this drumming element to it. It's not a fluffy. It's not a fluffy ritual. It's not. You know, something to feel comfortable with and make you feel spiritual. We will be bringing down spirits and energy. And if you've not seen that, it can be a little disturbing to those that maybe have not experienced it. Uh, it's a ritual that one has to participate in. It's not, you don't come and fucking observe. So we're not interested in people, oh, I'm just here to watch. No, you're not. If you're not participating, you just, you don't, just don't fuck with it. Okay? So we want to be crystal clear on that. And basically what happens, again, since we got Brother Jack on the phone, uh, there's certain patterns and rhythms we play for certain spirits and individuals that's in that room. Trust me, if that spirit belongs to you, that spirit will manifest itself. And you need to be there to, to experience it, to witness it. It's not really something you can talk about. It's definitely something you need to, you know, experience. It's something you need to actually have the experience of it because we could be talking about it forever, and it won't make sense if you don't have the experience. Uh, but we just want to make it clear. It's not a, a ritual to observe. Uh, and it's not for everybody because, you know, again, if, you, if you're not something you're familiar with or, or, aren't, or aren't at that point, it may not be the type of ritual for you. And uh, what we usually do at a ritual like that is we will put certain people in the center. Uh, we usually form like a circle, and there's, there's people that will be placed in the center or worked upon, as we like, as we like to call it. And what tends to happen is, you me, we've seen people that have never come before will come and that spirit will come out, and then we see what we're working with. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be working that. We'll, we'll give you the date, time, location, and we'll send an uh, email address you can contact if you're going to attend. We'll get information from you, um, and we'll go from there. Uh, we also want to announce real quick, and I'll announce it again before we get off there. Myself, Brother Ravana Noon, and, and I'm not sure if Brother Sargidi will make it that weekend if he can. We will all be doing a, uh, we'll be doing a class. Uh, on October 8th, and that's going to be Saturday, October 8th at 7.30. Um, the event is free. There's no charge. We don't charge to do classes because we don't need the fucking money. Um, so if you want to come out to that event, uh, feel free. You can email us when we give you the contact information at the end of the, bro- uh, at the, end of the show. Um, so we got shit coming up, shit that we're doing, because it's not about just talking about this shit, reading about it. It's actually about doing the fucking work. But anyway, Brother Jack, go ahead, man. I just want to, since I had you on the phone, just remind me to kind of put that back in there. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, I guess for our drumming ceremony, we're going to do is, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys. Like, y'all listening, mm-hmm. we're going to like, <laughs> come out. You know, the, I'm a, I'm a, we're going to try to bring out the the deep, the deepness of you to come out. So we're going to do some work. So right. be ready. Right. Trust me. Trust me when I say. Seeing is knowing, okay? So... You're going to see all the shit that we talk about and all the shit that we've been alluding to. You'll see one small aspect of it, a very small aspect of it, but it's a lasting aspect of it. And like I say, it's something that has to be experienced, not, you know, heard about. But anyway, definitely come out for that. Anything else you want to add, Brother Jack? Nah, man. Uh, uh, Robert Noon, the star, man, y'all doing a good job, man. Y'all keep doing our thing, man. Y'all doing... Y'all doing, y'all, y'all doing what y'all supposed to be doing. Y'all somebody been, been doing this like years ago, man. Y'all doing the right thing, yo. So I appreciate that. 
No doubt, Brother Jack. Appreciate it, man. All right. You got it. All right. Let's uh, let's go to the next call. We got somebody on the phone from Florida. Florida, you're on the call. Who's there from Florida? Talk to me. Anybody there from Florida? Just says Florida. Florida going once, going twice, going three times. Nobody there? All right, we'll go to the next caller. Uh, let's go to, oh, I think this is my sister. She ain't been on in a minute. Uh, Northwest New York. There's Buffalo. You're on the call. Anybody there? Northwest yeah. New York. Hey, oh, yeah. what's going on, sister? What's How going you on, doing? You know, I've been, uh, I've been in the job, you know. I hear you. I hear you. I've been sitting in the job working, where, and I, you gotcha. know, I miss uh, uh, miss y'all show because, uh, but I catch up, you know, listening on my own and yeah. on my own time. But I'm a little tired, and I wasn't expected to come on. You, the, oh, no problem. But it's been a while, you know what I'm saying? It really has. And um, you know, I was listening to y'all talking about the the dead man, because uh-huh. demon to me, this is my understanding. Of the mm-hmm. word demon, it just means dead man. Dead man, mm-hmm. that's all it means. And and it also, it's just another word for soldier, too. You know, they use they use these words as right. a, a, a spell words, and they use them to manipulate people, too, as well. But these words right. are not really negative. They don't mean uh, something negative. But, yeah, we Correct. do all have... Uh, that beast in us because of us being uh, human in one part and then also uh, the spiritual side of us because everybody got to understand that you, you're like the like all of y'all said you're dealing with yourself anything right. that you do it's about you whatever right. you bring forward it's about you okay you whether it's negative whether it's positive you can't leave out the negative and you can't leave out the positive but if you choose to just be totally a negative nasty motherfucker then that's just the way you want to be that's the decision you made that's your choice that was your rights. That's what you put in your mind and programmed yourself to do. That's because right. basically, it's a, it's about uh, initially programming yourself to become what you want or to be what you want. If you feel that you're uh, almighty and powerful enough to do what you need to do, uh, then so be it. Because that's your right. choice and decision and mark that you want to make. And and like y'all was talking about, yes. If you want to change anything, educate, go pay, you right. I was like, you damn right. I was listening to y'all. I was like, hell yeah, go get the children, pay for their education, and put them in office as a community if we want to make any changes. And that's right. I mean, a lot of people should be listening to this show and understanding what you said because, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. How else is y'all going to – I ask the question, if we do if, – if you want to change shit, what, what do you want it to be? Do you want to still keep the criminology that's going on in the world today right. as you that's accept right. as reality and truth, or do you want to change it and create? Nobody creates anymore. That's <laughs> no. out the door. That's You're right. not a creator anymore. Yeah, right. we used to be creators. Not anymore. Because now you are a servant. 
under but, somebody else's but, but fucking bullshit. It's like you said, though. We've become, we've become the masters of complaining, though. We got that shit down to a yes, science. Exactly. And, we, and, and, and it's true. We have become the masters of complaining because we don't know how to get out of the fucking chain. We don't know how to get out underneath mm-hmm. this spell that they have over us. And it's kind of hard when you're trying to reprogram your mind into understanding that you're dealing with other hypnotic uh, spells that people are putting on you, and they are from the top of the chain. The elitists, I mean, they know how to cast spells. I mean, they they got every the whole world under the law. The law yep. is nothing but a fucking wall. It's a mm-hmm. wall that they put up to control us. So you got to have some type of control over these people because they don't know how to control themselves. Well, I guess because they programmed themselves or they were programmed into this existence to do what we accept as being reality. This this is just me. You know, this is how, you know, y'all might not take it, you know, but this is just how I see things. No, Um, that's fine. I mean, that's the whole point. But you're you're right, though. You're right. That's how you feel. That's right. Educate some kids and put them out there in office, and if you want them to change and you make them, then once you get in there and see that it ain't like that and that you can't control these motherfuckers because they got more power over you because you 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 definitely got to teach them the magic because if you don't teach them that shit, and you put these kids in these regular educated schools and these colleges, and then let's say they do get an office, and we pay for them, and we, we got so much money, but guess what? We ain't got the magic to back it up, though, because they mm-hmm. do. That's right. They know this shit. It's a back That's in right. their hand. They practice it every day. They know what it means. And, and mm-hmm. but like y'all said, everybody, they, they, we've been so convinced and taught that everything is spookified. That's right. Spooked, spooked. Everything has got to scare you to death and shit. Everything. Like I was telling my kids, I said, listen, don't be afraid of the word demon. It's not what you think it really means. Uh-huh. I mean, you really got to uh, look into these words and study them and understand what they mean, what they reference. Right. You know, and it's a part of you, too. That's, That's what right. I have to tell my kids. It's a part of you, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't separate this shit. You That's just right. can't. That's right. Excellent point. Kind of woke me yeah. up there. I woke me up because no, I was. That's all right. <laughs> hey, but we definitely appreciate your input, and it's good to hear from you. Hey, hey, and but, you got to work, do your thing. You know, I love you guys. I love y'all. Love you you know, we love you, too. on my job. <laughs> do your thing. Handle your business, and we definitely appreciate all you right. calling in. Thank you. All right. All right, you peace. Hope. I mean, Sister made some good points. And Brother Phil just typed in something, which is 100% true. When talking about control, like the sister was saying, they create these illusions and these systems that we feel compelled to be controlled. And like, like uh, you know, Brother Phil just typed in, really nothing, no one is controlling anything. They just, you know, and this is a scientific term, functioning units in nature. You can only allow yourself to fall for bullshit. Bottom line. So this is why we can't relate when you see all these fools on, on uh, you know, YouTube talking about how this white supremacy. You understand? Well, why do the white people did this to you? White people did that to you. And you still have a crutch to lean on in 2016. But you then on the flip side, you want to turn around and tell people how you're a direct descendant of the ancient Egyptians and how great you are and you're God and you're this and that. But then on the flip side, you want to tell me there's this force that you call the devil called a white man, that you can't 
quite beat or overcome. You know how ridiculous that shit sounds to me? You know how stupid that shit sounds to me? You want to tell me on one hand you got this great information, how you're God and you're original. But when it comes to the white man, oh, well, we see, brother, that's a little more complicated. See, we're being held back because the white man is, now now here comes the crutch. So you ain't that great no more. You understand? You're not as great as you thought then. And you're telling me basically that the white man's greater than you because you're using the term white supremacy. And you're telling me he's had this hold on you for all of these years and you still haven't questioned your fucking bullshit-ass black god who's responsible for creating this white man. And nobody's given me a factual answer. It's been years now. I've still been waiting for the answer. And every conscious coon dances around it. I still haven't gotten a logical answer. What was the purpose for whatever black culture you belong to? I don't care if it's Islam. I don't care if you're, if you're a black Hebrew Israelite. I don't give a fuck if you believe in ancient Egyptian material and they're the black gods of the planet. They were here first and all that shit. If they were here first and you say the white man came after them, and some of these doctrines, like the Nation of Islam, say the white man was grafted out of the original black man, I say, why did the creator allow that to happen if you believe in that religious idiotic bullshit? Because the very God you're trying to bring people to, the very God you're trying to say is the truth, the very gods, or I'll say goddesses, let's include that part too, because some people go on a tangent, that you say were the original creators of this planet, are also responsible for this problem you motherfuckers have been fighting for years called the white man of the devil. You ain't got no explanation for that shit. Now you get religious and spooked. See, brother, you don't understand because, and I get answers of how you think the white race came about. I ain't asking you how genetically you think they came about. That's not what I'm asking. I don't give a fuck. I heard all the stories. Story of the Canaanites, the Edomites, the Flugelrods, Yakub was in his backyard with two fucking magnets and he grafted the devil. That's all fake. It's all bullshit. It, it's, it's not scientifically sound, and it can be torn and ripped the fuck apart in a hand in a minute. That's not what the question that's being posed. The question is, why was this allowed to happen if you believe in that concept? That's all, that's all I'm saying. It ain't got nothing to do with anything else. And I still won't get an answer to it, rest assured. Trust me when I tell you. I get people that think they got an answer for it, but they don't. All right. So let's go to... Uh, let's see who we got on the phone here. All right. We got uh, Southeast Arizona. You're on the call. Anybody there from Southeast Arizona? Hey, I'm just listening. All right. We appreciate you listening. All right. All right. She sounds kind of cute, didn't she? I'm just listening. Take it easy, brother. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's, scroll, let's scroll up in the uh, chat, see if we miss anything up here. Uh, Here's some good comments earlier. I wanted to read these. Um, BZ Ho had typed this in earlier. I don't know if that person is still here. I think they have left. Now, this was good. Um, this is in the very beginning when we were breaking down the darkness and the inner demons, things of that nature. Um, and then we all had this problem. We could all reflect back when we were kids. We had this problem. And this is a good comment. Uh, it was typed in, uh, BZO said, I was terrified of the dark. I used to have to sleep with a nightlight. I want to talk about this. Then the TV on, slowly but surely I'm forcing myself to get over it by just not turning on lights, et cetera, at night. Ask yourself that question. We all know somebody, or you might be the somebody, that cannot sleep with a light. They have to have a, some type of light on. They have to have music on. Or they have to have the TV on. 
they can never, ever just submerge themselves in complete darkness and silence. Did you ever ask yourself why? Ravana Noon, why is that? Sargiti, why is that? Somebody talk to me. They're afraid to face themselves. Oh. <laughs> the boogeyman's going to come get them, brother. So you're saying if you're a grown-ass adult in their 30s and 40s and you need to have the TV, I know some motherfuckers <laughs> because TV off. No, seriously. I know some motherfuckers <laughs> over the course of time, you know, ex-girlfriends I was with, if you cut the TV off, they're being a sound sleep. You cut that motherfucking TV off, boom, they pop right the fuck up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the question is, what what what's creating that? What's creating that feeling? Why why the need? That's that that's that um that Hollywood programming of you know fucking boogeyman's and demons and shit. You know, mm-hmm. or their their versions of that shit. It's more than but, that. You know, the fear of themselves. That's right. It creates because, all those demons and spirits and monsters and shit that they allow themselves to be programmed by and even self-created. It. It's the fear of themselves. That's where it all. Or the, or the or the nigga that sees a coat on a coat rack that thinks the coat is a person mm-hmm. or something. You know. That's right. And but but see, you bring that up though. Even though that we we've, we've all had that, or we see like you say the jacket on the door when you were a kid and you think it's a person. Because when you're in that darkness and silence, it's just you and your thoughts. You understand that? It's just you and your thoughts. So there's nothing external to distract you from what's really racing through your mind. And you can do that. Just sit in darkness and silence. Even if you're a fluffinator and you meditate, most fluffinators have to have a lot of external things when they're meditating. They need candles. I'm not saying you can't have that stuff to enhance your rituals. But every now and then, shut all that shit down. Don't have anything external to distract your focus and your concentration. And you'll find when you submerge yourself in complete darkness and silence, you will really get in tune with your inner thoughts. There's nothing to distract you. The mind will start going to places you will be surprised. The most mundane to bizarre shit will start popping through your head. And you will find out what's really deeply enlarged in your subconscious mind. Because when you're in silence, there's nothing to distract you. And you might just start thinking about shit that happened to you 10 years ago will start popping up in your mind. Something that happened to you that day. You might be thinking about something you want to accomplish in the future, but now there's nothing to externally distract you. So it's most definitely the fear of contacting and connecting with their true self, their true thoughts. And that program, that fear of the darkness, it starts at a very young age. Like we said, we're taught at a young age, you need to have a nightlight. Have a nightlight in the hallway. Why? Why? Because it's dark, okay? Is it not when you're in darkness, the pupils eventually adjust and they dilate to the level they need? Because when you stay in a space of darkness, in a matter of 20 seconds to a minute, your eyes have now naturally adjusted. You can, you can start seeing in the dark. So that's not an excuse. If you, everybody knows that. If you cut the lights off, eventually your eyes adjust. To the, to the lack of light in the room, you can see, you understand, but it's been that program fear from day one, fear the darkness, fear anything that comes out of the darkness. And they're so fucking dumb because their own Bible says, in the beginning, God created the light, and that's confirmation that God dwelt in darkness before there was light. But they don't want to tell you that shit. They say fear the darkness. So good point by BZ Ho. like the name too, man. Y'all got some creative ass fucking names, man. I gotta come. We gotta change our names, brother. 
You gotta get a little more creative. <laughs> what name you want? Man? That's it. I'm gonna call myself. I'm gonna call myself a cultist coon. Nine. That's gonna be my new name. <laughs> I'm gonna call myself the babinator. Baboon originator. The babinator, <laughs> brother. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta come up with some I'm, I'm gonna call myself Nitir Allah God. Brother, yeah, yeah. Still, still yeah, incorporate like five different cultures in your one name. That's deep, brother. That's deep. <laughs> hey, brother, brother Phil's new name is Breast Milk 75, he said. Yeah, yeah. Brother Phil, we're going to call Brother Phil Tranny Titty 69. That's going to be Brother Phil's new name. <laughs> you know, I'm one of the, one of the pills, brother. I'm Black Pill. Nah, you're, you're going to be. <laughs> yeah, Black Pill. Yeah, that sounds righteous, brother. You got to put the nah, black in there. You got to call. You gotta call our black midget pill. That way, it makes them sound more eccentric. Black midget That's right. pill, ninety-nine. That's right. Excellent point. All right, let's uh, go right in order here. Slowing in order here, and we go down. I think we got Brother Phil on the phone. I'll try to get to him down the road. I see you on the phone, Brother Phil. I'm gonna try to scroll down to the go in order. Let's go to uh, West North Carolina. You're on the call. Anybody there from West North Carolina? Anybody there going once, going twice, going three times? All right. Nobody there from West North Carolina. Let's go to oh, it's my boy right here, Wave Man Ant. What's going on, brother? Are you there, brother? Wave Man Ant, you there, brother? You're on the call. Anybody there? Wave Man Ant. Phone muted. You there? I hope they ain't fucked with our phone lines now. They usually think, do this. I think Wave Man is depressed as the Yankees. Can y'all, can y'all hear me? Oh, yeah. We got you. There you go, brother. Yeah. Uh, something okay. funny was going on there, brother. What's going on? Chilling, chilling, man. I'm just listening tonight. I've been in and out. I was at work and everything, so I got to go back and listen to the show tomorrow. Nah, but... that's, that's, that's cool. That's cool. You know, we just been yeah. talking, you know, the build. I don't know. I don't know at what point you came in, but, yeah. Yeah, I've been on the I've been on the call on and off all night, you know, just running back and forth to the phone. I, I done heard about the last hour or so, so I, I caught okay, the end cool. on the on well, uh, you know hmm? Right. Definitely catch the beginning because we broke down in the very beginning what the pandemonium Mandela is and the emergence oh, okay. of the demons of the black sun. Uh it was referring to, you know, another term used, the, the, the masses of the chaosmos, not the cosmos, the chaosmos. Because that, when you talk about in the occult contacting or working with the chaos, and out of out of chaos comes order, that's where the origin of these these personal demons from the black sun have their origin. Um, so it's that concept. Um, but anyway, if you go back and listen to the beginning of the show, uh, could have been confusing if you came in in the last hour. You might have missed something. Not not that you you probably caught on to the grasp of what we were talking about, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, and I, you know, I, 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 um, I'm familiar with it somewhat. I'm just trying to, uh-huh. you know, get into it more because y'all, like y'all know, you know, I'm, I'm kind of newer to this, but I just, I listen to everybody's uh aspect. I like listening to the callers and stuff too, because you know they, they, it, it shows you where you at as an individual. You know what I'm saying? Too, you can reflect uh-huh. on what they're talking about. So, uh-huh. but yeah, sure just like always, sure you know. Yeah, appreciate okay. what y'all do. You know. All right, we appreciate you too, brother, and thanks for calling in. Yeah, no doubt. Peace, y'all. All right, thanks a lot. All right, let me scroll up. Uh, I'll go back to the chat, and then I'll go back to the calls. Let me see if I missed anything here. 
Let's see. Just basically conversation. I don't. I don't see anything really notable. Uh, all right. Let's come up here. All right. Let's see. We get. We're bringing Brother Phil real quick. Brother Phil, what's going on, brother? You on the call? Ah. Hey, how on? y'all doing? Everything's good, brother. What's going on? Oh, everything's lovely. I'm I'm down here in, in Florida actually, but I'm up in the uh in the coast, like about four yeah. hours from New Orleans. Yeah. You're in you were you in the panhandle? Huh? Were you in the panhandle? Uh it's Fort Fort Walton, Ocean City Beach or whatever the hell that shit's called. It's like near Pen Pen uh, uh what the hell's the damn shit called? Uh Pensacola. Yeah, yeah, you in the panhandle up there. That's what they call it, panhandle. Yeah, because if you look on if you look on the uh, the map, it looks like the handle to a pan. The way the way the way it branches out to the left is that's that's some stupid shit they call it. Panhandle. Yeah, because it looks like a pan. Yeah. So what you what you doing over there, brother? What you doing over there? Checking out some midgets or what's going on? Yeah, something like that. You know, (laughs) trying to get me a midget to rub my feet. So uh, I'm just I just took a piss and just chilling in the hotel room listening oh, cool. to, the, to the wonderful show. Nah, definitely appreciate it. But you on vacation yeah. or work or Man, every day is vacation for me. I don't give a fuck. See, I gotta get with you. I gotta get with you. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, that there's there's success. Brother brother say you're on vacation every day. He ain't fucking stocking shelves at Walmart or Fucking, um, you know, can I get a number four? And I'm not knocking that, but I'm just saying it's spiritual. <laughs> you should be beyond that oh, shit. But that's but that's my shit, man. I, I gotta go to. I gotta get me some some uh, dollar dollar burgers from McDonald's. Shit, yeah. Take them and rub them in between your big toe and your and your and your your fucking pinky toe. Yeah, it might make my kundalini rise. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But on the serious note, real quick, brother Phil, did you have it? Yeah, anything you wanted? Any comments or anything you wanted yeah, to throw yeah, in there? Or? Yeah, I wanted to throw in a few few little joints. Is, um, sure, you know, sure, it, go ahead. It's interesting. Uh, you know, this this shit was real funny. I had to post this shit on the damn Facebook. Uh-huh. So I was out outside and I was watching these uh, uh, these seed beetles. They're like these little 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 beetle bugs, or whatever. And I was like, damn, they they mate and shit, right? And I was like, okay, uh-huh. that makes sense. but uh, excuse me. The thing that that That's got right. me was this: the seed beetles. As I was watching them, I saw males fucking males, mm. females fucking females, mm. and male and female shit, and then female and male shit. Now, now the mm. thing that was interesting is it looked like these damn bugs were raping each other. And I was thinking, mm. I said, now see, this is interesting, you know, because we always hear about how fucked up humans are, and I'm going, you know what? Humans mm-hmm. are part of nature, and if that's, that's the right. case, and we all fucked up in in, in whatever you know perception you want to look at it. That means every mm-hmm. other damn shit on the planet is going through the same kind of uh, right. struggles or whatever. That's right. That's and that, right. Then, I, then I started, I started tripping out on this shit. You know, cause I see not not to knock anybody that's on this, but uh, you know, I see people that that'll say, "Oh, I'm going for a nature walk and all this." I said, "Well, <laughs> I went, you know, say so I went a step further, said, well, shit.'" Motherfuckers talk about nature walking. They always are in some goddamn, you know, jungle or some damn shit. Uh-huh. You, you know, uh, any, anyways, I say, well, 
shit, humans are part of fucking nature, so I'm walking right. a nature walk down in the concrete jungle. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, uh, getting me some some nice, uh, 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 what what the fuck, uh, fucked up water from a damn uh, <laughs> sewer and shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we ain't, we ain't talk about the gods of the damn concrete jungle. You know, mm-hmm. I don't been focusing in on this nature shit, but you can That's literally right. draw some energy and power from fucking brick buildings. That's and, right. And, uh, and and just going into shitholes. Um, and you know how you know that? You, this is something for real city people. And we know this from being, you know, Ravonna knew, you know this, too. When back in the day when we had the big boom boxes and shit and we walk in the streets of Manhattan and Brooklyn and shit, breakdancing, if you put your goddamn radio on the concrete, the batteries get drained. Yep. It just sucks the energy out of the fucking batteries. Right. To show you how much, like you would just, to confirm your point, people never understood that. You, like, you're lucky if your shit's lasting two hours and you'd be reloading the whole, <laughs> you'd be reloading a whole other set of batteries. So it's a great conductor of energy. Um, right. It's just, you just got to know how to work with that shit. But that's a good point. Yeah. I think the other thing was, uh, oh, damn, shit just went in and out. Uh, what was that other goddamn thing I was thinking about? Oh, shit, I can't even remember. But that, that shit got me when we were talking about them goddamn boom boxes. I was like, I remember the gray fucking box that I had. And oh, I yeah. tried to go outside, and I, I get my ass beat because, you know, my, my parents didn't want to hear that. Oh, damn man. Shit. shit, we you had the man? one. We had the one. I'm talking about CDs wasn't even out back then. We had the one with the double cassette deck. Yeah, yeah. It had the equalizer with the lights that lit up. <laughs> and, and we, <laughs> And see, back then we didn't go to we didn't go to clubs that much, shit like that. It was basement right. parties and house parties. So right. all we would do, we would get, you know, shit we wanted to get the party with, and we'd put the fucking boombox on a, on some type of table or something. Mr. Magic, Molly Mall, DJ Red Alert. That was our DJ for the whole fucking night. Yeah, yeah. That was it. That's how we have fun, man. Right, right. Days is gone. Yeah, y'all, y'all remember when, when uh, just listening to radio, you want to catch that song, got to, you know, make that written record, try to record tapes? Yeah, you know, yeah. Shit. You know, all, it's all types of fucked up, like, like listening and the shit gets cut off. Yeah, man. I still got my damn tapes, man. That shit is divine. Man, shit. That's that's when things were simple, man. Now it's fucking complicated, man. Right. It's just oh, all this high tech shit. shit. You see, mm-hmm. you, you just hit, you just hit the, the they on the head. Uh, that was where I was going with that shit. Was uh, you know, there's the other thing that I was talking to somebody, and it was one, one of the sisters. She was getting on me about about uh, the zodiac. You need to follow your pattern and this and that. And I'm thinking, well, I don't need to follow shit. And, That's right. And I was gonna say say this to the well, the sisters into that shit, so I just didn't say anything. I'm, you know, when you got people that are in a, a religious mindset or or believe a certain uh, uh, system, whether it's science or the daggone, whatever it is, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of leave them alone. But but the thing that was interesting was I started thinking about the, the whole thing with this Zodiac stuff, and I said, you know, the amount of energy that is put out from just shit that we make yes, right. far oversees a lot of the other energy forces that's uh, getting these gravitational pulls, whatever you want to call them, from these planets and even the light waves that are coming in from these planets. So it's mm-hmm. interesting when people go back to this ancient stuff and say, oh, yeah, I'm using the Zodiac. You know, well, that shit worked back then. 
Uh, right. They're not necessarily is still a, a governing rulership here. I mean, you can still work with shit if it's working with somebody, but ultimately, like you guys said, it's your own fucking mind anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, it's correct. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, what was uh, Panic always talking about? It. Bobby Hammett said how mm-hmm. he healed himself with peach soda. And I, and, and I said, you know, that shit was so great because shit happened with me where I had this one problem. I had some kind of thing that I was all types of fucked up and I had nothing. I said, God damn, I can't be sick. You know how, like, like you go on vacation or some shit and you, you're uh-huh. about to come out with a cold or whatever. I'm like, fuck this shit. I am not going to get sick. So That's right. I had me, like, a bottle of fucking tequila. And I said, this shit will <laughs> cure my ass. And it, it was, oh, that's, that's what it was. I had, I had a, like, gout in my foot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't even walk around. And I was in, like, the Dominican Republic. And I said, you know what? Fuck that shit. I'm going to go ahead and drink this motherfucking tequila, and my ass going to be fine. Now, this shit right. is funny because, you know, the doctors will say, don't take alcohol for your, your gout and all that shit. But when I drank that motherfucking bottle, I kid you not. Well, I'm not. I passed the fuck out. But the next morning... Uh-huh. I was running a motherfucking marathon. There you go. I was out in the streets of Macau playing street ball with the motherfuckers. Right, right, because you charged it, like you say, you mentally, you know, you convinced yourself. It wasn't really so much that the killer that did it. It's you charged it the killer with that thought, regardless. Right. You understand? Because right. like you say, medically, they would tell you, you know, that's not the proper thing to do. But... Right. You got results. And like I said, when people talk about certain things, if they got results and they can produce results that affected them in a positive way, and then that shit worked for you, that's the only person you need to convince. See, right. we're beyond. All of us are beyond the, the level now. We're not in this mode. I don't need to prove shit to nobody no more. Right. You understand? I'm not going to get in a nonsensical debate with you about Egypt and who was first and who was that? Because I don't give a fuck about that because that shit's irrelevant. <laughs> you understand? But, like, stuff you're talking about, that's an experience that you right. validated for yourself, and that's the only person you need to convince of it. You can share right. the story, but you are right. at no obligation to convince nobody is shit. Nobody is. Right. That's right. it. In you fact, something that can help, can help uh, people, and people actually do this shit all the time, is if you got to take a shit or a piss and you're like uh, – driving somewhere or whatever, or you real hungry or some shit like that, and you're like, nah, I got I to gotta do some other shit, your mind takes, it, takes, you, takes you to a, another uh, avenue where your body mm-hmm. just responds to it. Well, all of a sudden, right. you forgot that you had to You had forgot you had this shit. That's right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, so, you and know, then it's, it's like, and think of it when you're stuck in a car and you got to take a shit or you got to piss real bad. The more you think about it, the more intense it becomes. Right, right. <laughs> Bingo. Yep. It's all mental, yeah. brother. It's like jacket off. Ooh, she looked good. Like that, that one sister <laughs> that called in, she sounded so sexy. I said, God damn. <laughs> I was sitting there. I said, shit, my dick getting semi-hard on this shit. I said, I, yeah, I think call you, her back on there. I think, I think you better be careful. She might. I think she's still on it. Oh, that, that's that's good. I, they, 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 that's, that's for the sister. I say, you got a right, real nice point. Hey, I don't want to get no mean emails. I don't want to get no mean emails. <laughs> Who's that brother? I'm just kidding. Like this nigga is out of control. Sis, if you're still listening, it's all in good. It's all in good fun. We just we just having fun. That's right. Nothing personal. Nothing personal. Yeah. But brother, yeah. Phil, I definitely appreciate it. I'm gonna to get to a few more calls. Wrap it up. You have anything else you want to add? 
Yeah, that that uh, Seven Face was darkness. I really appreciate y'all brothers putting me on that book. Um, I've been, cool. been uh, reading book. on that shit, and uh, it's it's kind of kind of interesting just just doing a self study on myself and my name. And I went, damn, it seemed hey, like. Let I'm me let me tell you this party. though. I'm gonna yeah. tell you this though. I was talking to Ravana Noon, and he'll tell you the same thing. Careful with those those spells to get you know the sex spells. Be very careful with those because. Mm. Your intent got to be crystal clear on those. You understand? Right. If if you're working it just for, per se, you just want a casual encounter, make sure your intent is clear on that because you will attract crazy motherfuckers. I'm just being honest. Right. You know. Don't go to the ritual with the intent. Like, I just I want to attract this particular person and not be clear on your intent because once you open that door, a lot of shit can come at you and it, it brings a lot of stuff with it that you may not really want to deal with. But when you work a spell or a ritual like that, you want to be clear in the intent. So if you're singling out something in particular, make sure you are crystal clear in your intent. If it's a one-time thing or if it's in a, you know, a thing casually here and there, make sure the intent is clear. Because I've known some, some sisters and brothers that have done it, and they got some, you know, you know, pretty much got some people whipped, and they can't get rid of them. So just, just be careful. You know, it's a powerful, powerful book. A lot of information in it. Great book. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely appreciate. Right, it. I pre- appreciate you, right, brother. Uh, you know, keep up the great work. All right, bro. You got it, brother. Phil. Appreciate you calling in, man. Word up, peace. Peace. That's brother Phil, man. You know, brother Phil speaks his mind. Yeah, assistant. If you're still there from, uh, I think you are Southeast Asia. This brother Phil crazy, man. Don't take any of that stuff personal. He just he just expresses mind. All right, let's see if we got anything else over here. Oh, no. We got maybe a few more calls, and I think we'll I think we're good. Uh, anything you brothers wanted to add, uh, brothers? You anything you want to throw in there? Any comments? No, uh, you can go ahead, brother. You good? All right. You good, bro? I'm just chomping on my applejack. I know you are, because anytime your ass is quiet, I know you're eating. You like me? I'm <laughs> I'm only gonna shut the fuck up if I'm eating. That's right, brother. <laughs> Why don't you share with the listeners, brother? What you eating, brother? Apple Jacks, brother. Hey. Oh, check out my Cocoa Pebbles marinating, brother. My Cocoa Pebbles is marinating and shit. That's yeah. my shit late at night, Cocoa Pebbles. That's right. I, I know you like the Apple Jack. Yeah, see, uh, let me share this because Brother Benita and I had a, a conversation about this. It's about the experience, right? That's right. That's right. So my experience is that I always, always love some... Apple Jacks when I was a little kid. I don't, I can't really eat shit that's heavy at night. So I eat a bowl of cereal. That shit does the wonders for me. I mean, right. Apple Jacks, when I, when I eat it, I get chills up my back. I, I start spacing out. I feel good. Some good shit. Because <laughs> I'm all yeah. into the experience. So that's why I stay quiet for a moment. It's like I'm having, right. you know, these mini, mini explosions and shit. Then I come back down. There you down. go. That's right. Hey, but. Hey, they got that oh, DH Omega milk. milk. Uh, Beasley Hill is almond milk. Not yeah, almond the almond milk. milk. I was going to tell you, the almond like milk or the D. Power, so I can't fuck with it. And get that DH Omega 3 milk. It's really good. It's 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 minus lactate. That's the one I use. It's $5 for a half a gallon. It's not cheap God, shit. It's, yeah, it's four ninety nine a gallon, but it's some good-ass shit. They even make chocolate milk. The DH Omega 3, it's all natural. Good shit. You wouldn't even know. I mean, it tastes like regular milk. But, man, let me tell you. Shit, get you some cocoa pebbles. See, I'm about to hit the cocoa pebbles after I get off the fucking phone, man. So I get, I get, I get comments and shit all the time. 
My, my, yeah. my wife is always, like, laughing at me, like, how the fuck old are you? It's embarrassing. You go shopping and you're throwing cocoa pebbles in the fucking mm-hmm. thing. They must think we got five kids at the house and shit. Mm-hmm. I said, nah, I tell the cashier, them cocoa pebbles, that's for me. Fuck that. That ain't for the kids. That shit's for me. That's my fucking box of cocoa. I walk right up front holding that shit proudly. I'll be like, that's proudly. Proudly. Walking up to the cashier with a smile on my fucking face. Yep. Yep. Shit is for me. All right. Let's see. I think we got one more here. Let's just uh, see if we can plug this caller in. We got a couple calls on a lot from Florida, but Florida never answers. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Let's try this one here. Central Florida. You're on the call. Anybody there from Central Florida? Central Florida, anybody? Going once, going twice. They're around Orlando. That's the Orlando. So yeah, it should be anywhere up that way. Anybody there from Central Florida? You're on the call. Question, comment, concern, announcement. All right. Just saying, got nothing to say. All right, we got another call. This just says, <laughs> this just says Florida. Anybody there from Florida? Florida. Anybody there from Florida? All right. I don't pay fucking with the phone lines. All right, we're going to stop that. And I'm just going to check the chat one last time. I think that's that's going to do us, man. I think we'll wrap this up at midnight tonight. Um, all right, so, again, just quick quick touch base. I think we're going to stop there. Uh, we left off with calling forth the demon within the advocate and the familiar. And I want everybody to make sure they're crystal clear on that. Because the advocate is the one that does the high intense spiritual work. And it's just a term that just describes the type of energy one will contact when working with these particular energies. That's it. Um, The familiar is something you need because that deals more on the physical level. And again, as we've said here, working this spiritual path, anybody that tells you that there's no significance to the physical and, yeah, you know, this is just, you know, the physical is an illusion and it's just your weakness and, and, and your humanity is what keeps you down, this and that. That's obviously a person that knows, like, not a goddamn thing. If that's the case, I simply tell them, like we said earlier, if this place is all those things you just described, just fucking kill yourself and go to the spiritual realm. Just kill yourself. And I guarantee you don't believe in that shit as heavy as you did once you hear that statement. Because that opens the doorway to a whole bunch of other shit. So it starts on the physical. Let's be clear. There's got to be a level of success that manifests in your life on the physical. You cannot be highly intelligent and spiritual and be broke. It just does not go hand in hand. You cannot sell that to me in any shape, form, or fashion. Okay? So you have to have that aspect working with the familiar, which are the basic things on the physical realm that sustain you. You should have a nice car or cars. You should have a nice place that you live in. You should be making good money. I'm not saying you got to be a billionaire, but by all means, you shouldn't be struggling. Because how the fuck can I take you serious if you're struggling your ass off, but you want to break down some deep scientific spiritual knowledge, to me, but you broke it in a motherfucker? That does not go hand in hand. You're asking me for okay? $5 after you break some shit down. Yeah, yeah, brother. Yo, let me hold a 20 spot. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. Stop. Because how, how do you think you can hold an intelligent conversation with somebody of high stature? You're trying to... Uh, uh, a brother that's or a sister that's got an established business that's making money, and you go, yeah, brother, hey, hey, sister, I want I want to build with you on this deep, heavy knowledge, and you know you might be working 
just a regular job, you ain't got no money, how's that person going to take you serious? So don't tell me there's no physical aspect to this shit. And if you're going to play spook, it's just a cop-out for not being successful. So if you're that person who goes, I don't need none of that stuff, I'm spiritual. It's about sacrificing and suffering to be special and holy. And you're just completely fucking delusional, number one. And number two, you just don't want to address the fact that you're running from your everyday reality. That's all that really is. You may not think so on the surface, but like we said before, a good income can solve 80% of your problems. Okay? That's a reality. Because I guarantee you, if you look at most of the people that are miserable, bitch, moan, and complain all the time, most of them are broke as shit. Put my, put my life on it. Not saying you ain't got people with money that are miserable. That just goes on a whole nother level. I'm talking about the conscious coon that complains all the time what the white man did to him and has an excuse for every reason why he or she is a failure in life. You understand? They're always going to leave the white man is and white man hold me back. The white man is, blah, blah, blah. That shit starts sounding like Charlie Brown to me. Wah, 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 wah. So that shit starts sounding. But they got on, you know, they righteous, though. They got on all the jewelry and the symbols and, you know, they got the look down pack. They look very spiritual. But really, it's just, just pure confusion going on on the inside. That's not a reality. So that's the familiar. The advocate, and this is the last thing I want to finish with, the advocate, as I said earlier, I think it was something, yeah, the equivalent to the human persona or character, the aspect of being which people normally identify with on a daily basis and consider to be who they are. Now, what did we say earlier, brothers? You might consider to be set at Tumra or whatever, whatever, whatever deity you think you're an incarnation of, okay? But if this is an advocate of that personality, what's going to confirm that? The results. So if you're going to make a statement like that, because how many cats do we know? Shit, we get emails all the time. You know, I'm an inc- I had one, one nigga told me he, he needed to talk to me. <laughs> Email me his phone number. He needed to talk to me that he's an incarnation of Osiris and that he, we need to build. Man, I deleted that email so goddamn quick. <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even respond to no nonsense like that. That's just some spooky-ass shit. You understand? If it doesn't line up with that, the results don't confirm it. Because remember, it said the human persona or character, the aspect of being which people normally identify with on a daily basis and consider to be who they are. Okay? The, the advocate exercises the powers of will, reason, imagination, and choice. So that's going to affect who you think you are. You understand? But the question is, does it mean that's who you are? That's the question you need to ask yourself. Or is that somebody you want to be? You understand? Now, in your mind, you can be that person. Because you say, well, yeah, man, well, if that person really believes that that's who they are. In their mind, they are. But the problem is trying to convince motherfuckers outside of their subjective realm that that's who they are. And then these people get mad when you say, well, okay, brother, you know, that's great. You're, you're an incarnation of Osiris. Uh, but I'm not really feeling that shit. That's, you know, unless I see something otherwise, don't get mad at that person. It's not a reality to them. That's all I'm saying. So, yes, it's that, you know, so, so a man thinketh or so a woman thinketh, and they are. That's what you think? Shit, I could think I'm fucking, um, 
a reincarnation of fucking uh, Don Madden. I'm his clone because I can hit a baseball. Does that mean that's who I am? Because I can hit a baseball? Or maybe I just convinced myself that that's who I am. I don't know. You tell me. Just saying. Or a, reinc- or a reincarnation of Alec the Crowley. Oh, yeah. You know, call yourself Dark Crow and put on a black top hat <laughs> and, and a fucking cape and shit. And then put pictures of yourself on Facebook with flames coming out of your hands and shit. <laughs> oh, gosh. Swear niggas, man. It's, they're everywhere. Anyway, I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, that's all I got, unless your brothers want to add something in on, on the familiar and the advocate. Is there anything you want to add on that? Which I think that's important to understand. So I don't know if anybody wants to chime in on that real quick. I'm good, brother. No, I'm good. All right. So why don't we go ahead and give uh, closing information, and we'll, we'll go ahead and close out. All right. This is Brother Ravana Noon. Um, as always, continue to do the work. Without the work, you can't gain the experience. Without the experience, you can gain the wisdom. Without the wisdom, you're not going to grow. So do the work. Uh, if you would like to reach myself, you can reach me a couple ways. You can go on to uh, my email, Ravana, R-A-V-A-N-A-N-U-N, Ravana Noon at Outlook.com. You could also go on to Dark Occultist 99 on Google Plus or uh, YouTube, Dark Occultist 99. Peace. I appreciate it, Brother Ravana Noon. Uh, brother Sar, go ahead, brother. Peace is brother Sar. If you want to contact, contact me on Facebook, A U S A R G A T D E. You can also contact me at sargidiayahoo.com. Contact our page on Facebook, Awakening Universal Minds, if you have any questions, concerns, or anything else. As my brother said, do the work. Peace. Appreciate it. Uh, again, uh, Brother Bernita, you can contact me at khnum19 at gmail.com. Again, khnum19 at gmail.com. Uh, and again, if you are interested in going to those events that we talked about, um, again, you can hit us up at that email. Uh, again, October 8th here in Miami, Florida, uh, we will be doing a class for brothers on the radio show, so if you want to come out and, and hang out with us that day, uh, feel free to come. Ain't no charge. Just got to get your ass there somehow, uh, wherever you're at. So if you're interested in coming to that event, um, again, send an email to that email address. We'll get you the information. Um, and if you want to participate in that ritual. Uh, but we'll have to talk to you about the ritual to see where, you're, you know, see where you're at. Just want to make sure it's the right fit, lack of a better word. Um, and again, you go into uh, my YouTube channel, Mother Nubia Inc. I link the radio show right on there to here. Uh, and yes, if you're new to the show, everything is archived. You can go back and listen to all the shows. They're all archived. Uh, I believe this is our 92nd episode. So on the 100th episode, this is our 92nd show, believe it or not. And real, I didn't realize, uh, man, I didn't realize there was this many. So that 100th show, we're going to do something special. I don't know what it is yet, but we're going to do something. We were talking about it. So that will be a couple months, what, seven shows down the road or something like that. Um, but most definitely. So, again, if anybody is able to come to that event, man, come on out. We'll have some fun. 
Uh, hit us up at the email. And again, you can go on to the uh, Facebook page, Awakening Universal Minds, on Facebook. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns, uh, make sure you send a star Gidi all your meditation picks. Sitting in the lotus oh, position. <laughs> Don't send that shit to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, my favorite is the one of that. Some nigga sent me a picture of him sitting on rocks with the water splashing on him in the meditation. <laughs> That's got to be the funniest fucking picture I ever got in the email. That's really All spiritual, right. brother. Yeah, spiritual. It's deep, brother. It's deep, you know. It was a personal moment, but somebody had to shoot the camera to capture that moment. That's how special <laughs> it was, you know. Nigga thought he was exactly at the right moment when the waves hit him. Yes. Oh, yeah, it was time. It was calculated the whole night. Everything was, you know, straight, straight calculated. Uh, and then uh, last thing on the, the webinar, I know some people have missed it on the 5th. We did do a video webinar on Google Hangouts. I just going to review that again real quick. Uh, Monday, September 5th, we did a – we're going to be doing webinars like every six weeks, um, just kind of going over uh, rituals and magical principles. We went over working tools altars on the uh, last one. It's good because you get to actually see what we're doing. You get to see the altars. You get to see some of the different things that we're working with. Uh, the next one, we're going to be dealing with invoking and evoking entities, uh, how to work with some of that energy, uh, and, again, just to give you ideas. But in order to tune into that, I just want to be clear because we had a little bit of interference last time, um, you need to go to the Mother Nubia Inc. Google page and just – send a file that you're following. So then when I send the call out, I could just tap everybody in. The problem was, as we were doing it, I was getting mad calls like every five minutes. And it's distracting to stop and have to link somebody in and then stop and link somebody in. So when we have the start time, I can just send an invite to everybody at the same time. But once it starts, I'm not going to answer any video calls because it just becomes too distracting. Uh, but it's okay. That was the first run. It was a little bit rough. But, uh, you know, we, 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 we got it done. So we're definitely looking forward to the next one, which probably going to be the first week in November, I'm going to say, the very first Monday in November. Um, so we hope to see more people on that, and that's more of a tutorial. And it was good. The one we had last time, people were interacting, asking questions about tools and implements and what's that, how do you work with that. We showed people how our altars are set up and why they're set up like that. And, again, we didn't do that for the reason of you copying what we're doing, just to give you ideas, that's all. Um, so we'll get into more of that in depth so people can actually experience it and see it for themselves. Other than that, that's all I got, um, and we'll see everybody next Thursday night. We're going to do a second continuation of this because there's a lot more to go over in this. Uh, so we'll do part two to this next week, and we'll get a little bit more in depth uh, with this topic, and uh, we'll take it to the next level next week. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Peace, and we'll see you next Thursday at 9 o'clock. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.